When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slabbers and Cousaroos, welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that isn't on SNL because we once recorded our imitation of Mickey Rooney's character from the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm your host, Carl, with me this week from the official podcast. It's Kaya, everybody. And from Turkey. Hello. Kaya calling in from Turkey today. We appreciate you hopping Mm -hmm. on. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. I have to get to the comments today before we break, Kaya, because I don't know if it's that millennial podcast we did, the Morning Toast Ladies. Somehow we have a whole new audience (laughs) discovering our show. And they're not thrilled with us. But before that, (laughs) we'll be reviewing a podcast called Movie Reviews and 20 Cues. This was a suggestion Mm -hmm. from Daniel. Kaya and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast out of New Zealand with hosts Sam and Stacey Hurley, a married couple. And what they do is they review movies. Very original concept. And Kaya, I gave you the assignment saying, listen to whatever you want. I'm going to do episode mm-hmm. 83 about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I did. But I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I listened to a bunch of episodes. I went back to early episodes. I listened to some more recent ones. So I have clips that span a lot of different episodes of this podcast. Okay. Yeah, I did the same. I listened to episode 18, which is Ghost in the Shell. And episode 59, Mad Max Fury Road. I also listened to the Silence of the Lambs, but unfortunately that track got lost in time. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, 
I noticed they have premium content. Have you seen those? They put shit like uh, Suicide Squad behind a paywall because why would you not want to pay these assholes to listen to their boring ass questions? <laughs> yeah, somebody sent me a note that said their first 10 episodes, so the very first episode was the female Ghostbusters movie they reviewed. And then the next 10 mm -hmm. are behind a paywall. So yeah. it's a weird thing to do. Very to ambitious. Yeah, right? It's a weird thing to do to take your very first episodes and say, if you want to hear this garbage, you got to pay for it. Typically, you you get better as you go. But I thought it was interesting because I wasn't sure how popular the show was. It seems like it could be pretty popular because every episode, they have all these other podcasts that submit questions. And so they'll say, this is a question that comes in from so-and-so. And this question came in from this podcast and that podcast. I'm like... Oh, maybe this is a big show. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone's nah, listening to the show. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think they have... New Zealand. I don't see anyone outside of New Zealand listening to this, first of all. Right. Saying this as you are in the US and I'm in Turkey. But nonetheless, doesn't New Zealand have a population of like seven and a half people? There, there's they 13 people big. unless Peter Jackson's making a movie and then there's 300. So it just depends on what the production schedule is, what the population even then, is. Even then, they're yeah. all CG. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, let's get into this, because I want to start playing some clips. Mm -hmm. Do you have a clip that summarizes the show for you? Yeah, so first of all, the show is not really a movie review show, which is... No, it's no, not. That's how you pitched it to me. I checked it out, and from the name, I figured, okay, let me guess. They're going to get someone in the studio, and they're going to ask... 20 questions and at the end they have to guess what movie it is they were question asking questions about that would have been a good concept like we're gonna do 20 questions to try to figure out what it is instead they just set up these questions to talk about themselves that's all they want to do yeah so exactly every episode is simply hey the theme of this episode is the movie in the title let's just ask random questions to each other based on this movie which is my summary clip, that's clip four. So this is uh, from the Mad Max episode, Fury Road. And yeah, just play clip four. What flavor ice cream would this movie be? It's a rocky road. <laughs> <laughs> it's chunky. It's sweet. <laughs> and they go on a hell of a rocky road. And they go on one hell of a rocky road. <laughs> Perfect answer there, Spanky. I'm going with salted caramel. You know... Salt, sand, same thing to me. Why not? Same colour. Fair enough. I'm similar to your lines. I'm sticking with the colour theme there of Gold Rush. So a yeah. bit of a mix. I forgot to point out that I absolutely fucking love Salted Caramel. So, and I absolutely love this movie. Oh. Mm. Mm. All right. So that brings us along to our next question, which is what deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? And that's it. That's basically the entire podcast is, hey, if you had a luft balloon, what color would it be based on this movie? And if they're yeah. watching it, they're all going to say red. Right. That's, that's this fucking podcast. It has nothing to do with the movie. I listened to the episode that was Get Out. And Get Out is a movie where this white girl brings a black guy in. So that I'm sure everyone's seen the movie. It's very popular, but very much has to do with black and white. And the white people are taking these black people and putting themselves in their bodies. So they say, what ice cream would you be? Or what ice cream is this movie? And they're all like cookies and cream. Like, okay. I, I didn't understand why that's entertaining. Why does that add anything? It's not fun. They talk about what cookie is this movie? What sandwich is this movie? Like, these are terrible questions. Even if there was a seasoned comedian, they couldn't come up with something funny to say 
with these setups. And that's the whole point of this is to come up with like witty banter to talk about. And they fail miserably oh. at it. Oh, it's not just not only do they fail at it, it's all scripted. First of all, I'm going to yes. get to that too. But yep. doesn't this just feel like a really boring couple and their loser friend who just doesn't have anything else to do on a Friday evening? I think you just. Night. I just, think you oh, nailed Fridays it. Fridays we play Monopoly. <laughs> yep, I think you just it's fucking like just nailed do it. a podcast. So here I'm going to play an example of they set up this question that should it should give you something to make jokes out of, and I think they use this one. The, the twenty questions vary from episode to episode, but there's a few that they ask every time. I believe this is one they ask every time, and this is an episode. This is um, Get Out. What would be the porn parody name of this movie? What would be the porn parody name of the movie Get Out? So that's a pretty standard. You can write some jokes around that, come up with something that's similar to Get Out, but would be some sexual innuendo, would have something in there that could make someone chuckle. Mm -hmm. This is the first stab at it. This is Stacy. I think this is already a porn parody name. (laughs) Get Out. (laughs) There have been no laughs! What do you mean? None! So Stacy comes yeah. up with, oh, yeah, the porn would be called Get Out. Why? Mm-hmm. Why is why is that a porn title? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not even what you mean by that. You said the questions vary from episode to episode. They don't even, not that much. I mean, no, I listened to not episodes that, much. that were, I don't know, 40 episodes apart, and they had the same questions. In the Mad Max one, they asked the porn title question as well. But the most embarrassing part of this all is, they read all of their answers from their from notes. Yes. This isn't ad lib on the spot. And you can notice this a lot during their answers. It just feels like they're reading, uh, which is my clip six. It's not a special clip or anything, but you can tell this guy's just reading off of a sheet of paper there. Clip what six. aspect of this film is most similar to your own life? For me, it's a common known fact that I am a human torch, that I'm hot all the time. I sympathize. I look at these characters and I see them hot as shit running around in fucking leather jackets and God knows what else trying to look cool. When in actual fact, they are probably boiling their testicles off into a swampy pit of sweat between their legs. (laughs) Swamp nuts. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay. Desert crotch. There's not a good porn parody name. So... Notice how he doesn't even have fun reading his own notes. It's like da 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 and then the You get there's no enthusiasm reading back his own joke. He was given an assignment, he completed the assignment, and now he's handing it in. You guys told me to do this, here's what I did. Are we good now? Am I have I completed the assignment? Can I please get a gold star and go home? Kaya, I want to bring it back to the get out porn parody so i i played you the first answer which was immediately stacy says oh i got it it's get out that's the porn parody name mm-hmm. so then stacy elaborates on that because it only can get funnier um i'm just going to expand on that and use one of my favorite catchphrases when talking to sam <laughs> and that is get out of there <laughs> uh... All right, so remember, they're a married couple, and Stacy says, wait, 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 let me elaborate. It's not just get out, it's get out of there. And now this is like a cute little inside joke between this couple. And I don't think yeah. she understands how porn movies work. Why would I watch a porn called Get Out of There? I want to get in there. It should be called Get In. That's the obvious joke, people. Not Get Out. 
So then Sam takes an attempt at coming up with a joke, a porn parody for Get Out. So I'm going to go with interracial head jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Interracial head jobs? I can't, I can't tell if he's saying hit jobs or head jobs. Either way, this is not a porn thing. I've never once seen a movie called Head Jobs or Hit Jobs. Yeah, what the fuck is a head job? It's nothing. You, you can give someone head, you can give them a boat job, but there isn't a head job. He goes, I got this, guys. I got this. Interracial head jobs. And then he calls his shot. He thinks he's so clever. He goes, I'm actually going to Google that. That's probably already the name of a porno. Guess what? It's not. It's not a name of a porno. It doesn't make any sense. I got one more yeah, for you, Kaya. Sounds like the kind of thing you would make up if you were trying to impress your classmates on the you know, on the playground, but you've never actually seen porn. Right. Like, yeah, like the the <laughs> the job, the the head job. Yeah, the head when she does that. Uh, <laughs> so this is the last. This is the guest who's on the show. Because every week they have a guest along with the married couple, and he's got his own non-joke. Wait, you Kaya, what do you got? Root of evil. <laughs> that's good i like that what in the hell are you talking about okay why is uh, root of evil a porn title i don't fucking know i don't know either is it big i mean the movie i guess white people are bad so they're the root of all evil yeah all right i get that i don't understand what that has to do with porno though that your dick is rooted to your body. I don't know. I I, you're just, trying. I like it. How boring At least you're trying. You, how, just again, how boring do you have to be to be this couple's friend who hangs out? You said they have different guests, but from the episodes that I listened to, it was the same co-host every single time. Some guy called Spunk or Spike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sitting in with them. Oh, you have nothing better to do than hang out with this boring ass couple making inside jokes. You know that feeling when you're on the bus or something, you have to watch a couple kiss and it's the Ugh. most revolting thing. Yes. They're doing it publicly. You're like, oh God, fuck. Just I want to get off. Yep. This is that podcast. <laughs> That's you how you would summarize. Being a guest. That's how you'd summarize this podcast. I think I agree with that. It makes a lot of sense. Guy, right, Kai, what else you got, buddy? Let's first get through, I want to really give people an impression of what the questions are like. So I have the compilation of all the questions. That's clip one. All right. What line from this film would be the worst thing to say immediately after you finish making love? How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? Which two characters would you want with you on a crazy night out? What do you guys think would be the porn parody name for this film? Why is Max mad? What would be a bizarre cameo by a character from another film? What aspect of this film is most similar to your own life? Who would you get to represent New Zealand at a Miss World pageant. How quickly do you guys reckon Australia would turn into a post-apocalyptic wasteland? What is the most pointless trip that I've reviewed to have ever been on? Suggest and describe an instrument, uh, another instrument that you could see shooting flames. Uh, suggest another town that, that would be a uh, have a well-sought-after commodity. How long would you guys survive in this movie's world? So I think the, uh. the disconnect here is the fact that it says movie reviews. In 20 cues, because what they yeah. do is they don't review the movie. Well, they do a little bit, but for the most part, they read the synopsis. They tell you what the movie is, and then they just play these boring couple games with each other, which is almost like listening to people play Cards Against Humanity, which is a boring ass yeah. game. 
if you were just to listen in as people giggled to each other about whatever card they pulled over, that's what this show is. It's a boring couples game. It is, yeah. And even when they do review, it's this boring, mediocre, middle-of-the-road opinion. It's either, oh, yeah, so this was a good movie, right, you guys? Yeah, yeah, a good movie. Or, well, this was kind of a silly, dumb movie, right? You guys look at the Rotten Tomatoes. It has 20%. It's just boring. Like, it's okay to be a dispassionate centrist, but not if you're trying to make people laugh. Then it's boring. Yeah. You need a little bit more passion. Be a little opinionated. Be an ass. Do, do something. Do something more. Do something compelling or provocative. Okay. Be provocative to some degree. I want to play you an example. This is from Bohemian Rhapsody. They covered this movie. And the guy pulls out this brilliant analysis to describe how he felt. Because they do this thing called the compliment sandwich. They say, say something good. They say something bad. They say something good. And this is this brilliant analysis about how good the movie is. Why don't you lead us off? Right. Okay. So I just think this is a good, easy to watch movie. That was the that was probably the, the thing I liked about this movie the most. That's why I gave it uh, kind of a high score. You know, it's pretty soft. It's you know we went through stuff that we expected to see. You know, it's kind of a happy ending at the end. So I mean, overall, it's an easy watch. That's like Seamus McKillian level of movie review. It's uh, it's easy to watch. It was all right. Uh, didn't bother me. Great! What? What the fuck? You have no business reviewing a movie! You don't even understand what's going on in front of you! Why am I listening to your opinion on this? Yeah, their their reviews are fucking stupid. So, they do the same sandwich bullshit with Mad Max, and yeah. I kind of keyed in on this woman because she turned out to be the dumbest member of this whole crew. I noticed that. She she better be good-looking, man, Sam. I mean, if you're listening to this ever, she better be good-looking. Uh... Play well, this is clip two, so this is about Mad Max. They again ask her say something good, something bad. Play that so one. So Stacey, why don't you hit us with one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about Mad Max Fury Road? Good thing is this movie is bright and colourful. Bad thing is there just isn't enough story motivation. I don't really understand why the characters are just racing around in the desert for no reason. And the <laughs> final good thing, the main character is a an awesome female who totally kicks ass in this story. <laughs> She's like a, she's like a dog. If it could talk, like it was bright. Fucking idiot! The director originally wanted Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know if you saw the movie, but his have. original idea was he wanted it to be black and white, mm-hmm. but he couldn't do it because you know I don't know for whatever fucking reason. The point is, they after the theatrical run, they re-released it on Blu-ray as the black and chrome edition. Mm-hmm. as his original vision as is what was uh, meant to be seen which you can find on deepdiscount.com by that's the way. right anyway. <laughs> so even her milk toast bullshit boring childlike review of it is wrong second of all i don't get why why are they driving around the desert like this that just just wasn't enough story fuck me man this is why movies like this are such a rarity where it's just fun action no five minutes of exposition or boring 20 minutes of dialogue you have idiots like this who don't pay attention to what's on the screen and then she goes what is happening why are they in a desert where is everyone did they die what what is a post-apocalypse <laughs> what's going on that? <laughs> <laughs> no that was my phone alarm my bad oh geez i thought that uh, there was an apocalypse happening in turkey just now fucking wish <laughs> i want to point out when you played that clip, I assume that that was not edited by you, correct? No. 
I didn't edit any of these, actually. This show is so highly edited, and I want to give it credit for that because I believe yes. that when they do these shows, they probably spend three hours giggling with each other, and then they thankfully cut it down to like 45, 50 minutes that we have to listen to. Mm-hmm. But you could hear in that clip that you just played all of the editing that's going on, and it, it brings the pace up quite a bit. I was trying to listen to this podcast sped up a little bit. I had to slow it down because it just goes and goes and goes. The problem with it is that there's zero analysis. They'll say, I like this movie. It was colorful. It had a lot of bright colors. I didn't like this movie because blah, blah, blah. it's like nothing ever gets expanded upon. They never explain what they're talking about. I'll give you an example of this. They, I, I watched the, or listened to the Bill and Ted's one. And this woman, mm-hmm. Stacy, did not like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And one of the things they ask is, What's the deep philosophical debate that this movie created inside of your head? (laughs) Right. And this is her answer to that. Which, by the way, these people cannot, they don't have the capability of anything deep and philosophical. So that's a crazy question to ask. But this is what Stacey says. What's your deep philosophical debate, Stacey? Well, it's not deep. It's not that philosophical. I just want to know, how did this movie get made? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not loving it. And I'm like, come on. This is the extent of her criticism. She goes, how did this movie get made? Which is the name of a fucking podcast. How did this get made? It's not a good point. How did this get made? Yeah. Whoa, you fucking crushed them. Like, what, Okay, what do you mean by that? I don't know. I didn't like it. It's not that good. Okay. What's, the, what's your point? And then she goes on to just be a stick in the mud and drag all of the energy out of the podcast. Don't get okay. me wrong. When I was young, I did love this movie and I watched it, but it just, okay. I just don't love it now. Yeah, okay. To me, so, well, any time travel movie or show, one could go into deep discussion about how many faults are in mm. it and probably best not to read too deeply into it. You've just got to sit back and just go, okay, it's a movie. It's good fun. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't get too mm. deep yeah. f- philosophical into it. <laughs> All right, so the person you just yeah. heard is this woman named Gidget Von LaRue. And Gidget is also a co-host of a podcast called Retro Cinema Podcast. She wrote into the show. She claims to be a fan of WATP, so I, I have nothing bad to say about Gidget. And what I liked is that she tells Stacy, don't overthink it. It's a goofy comedy movie. I don't know why you're dragging the show down, hating on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Who gives a shit? We're just trying to have a little bit of fun here. And meanwhile, Stacy's going, yeah. I didn't like this movie. Blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, it's fine. Who cares? Yeah, just fucking go along with it. It's like oh, when your friend just throws a fun hypothetical at you. Like, would you rather uh, fuck your mom in your girlfriend's body or your girlfriend in your mom's body or something? And then your friend just goes, oh, that would never happen. <laughs> right. Just, 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 puts the a halt, just puts a halt to the whole conversation. Well, hold on a second. How would that even, is that even scientifically possible? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, all right, whatever. Yeah, that, that's not the fucking point. <laughs> that's not the point. Exactly. And to quickly get back to your point about how over edited this is and how yeah. they never leave any pause for whatever to expand on anything. Yeah. Not just that, but I don't know if you noticed, there's so many shitty smash cuts in this. I don't know who's editing. Yeah. But. The editor has made a habit of smash cutting from laughter to somebody talking. And I have a compilation of all of the, uh, some of these at least. It was, nice! The compilation got way too long at some point, so I had to cut it down to a third of it. So, in in this clip, I put 
a bleep in between every clip that I pulled, but the clips themselves, they are unedited. These are actual smash cuts in the stupid fucking podcast. That's... I'm glad you pulled uh, this together. I, I'm glad you pulled this together because when Daniel suggested this show, he brought this up specifically. It's unnatural sounding <laughs> where they're giggling and then now they're just like on to the next thing. It's not well edited. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to go into his head. He did yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ghost in the Shell. Welcome back, bud. Well, great to have you back here. So this week, guys, we went and saw Ghost in the Shell. We're not supporting this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree. That's that's the obvious one. Kahu. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> Enhanced. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It would be unnerving. What are we talking about? Yeah. It was almost a bit like Big Hero 6, which is uh, San Francisco. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What baddie in films has been most of a let? <laughs> I'm going to go with Max. I'm um, sorry. So, <laughs> so, I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> so we quickly rush out. Uh, Cinema Next Door's Ghost in the Shell. We rush in there and. Yeah, that's perfect. You could set the needle uh, down on the record in any spot and hear one of these cuts. It's so unnatural. Yeah, it sounds so disheveled and erratic. I thought my Spotify was starting to skip when this was happening because I, knew, I, I didn't understand why laughter suddenly cut to somebody calmly talking. Right. I don't know if it's sloppy editing. I don't know if he just <laughs> eyeballed it, if he was zoomed out too far in his editing program. He's eyeballing so he just caught it. a couple of laughter. <laughs> he, he caught a couple of waveforms in the crossfire or what, or if he just didn't give a shit. But this happens throughout every episode that I listened to. Early on and in the middle, later on, they never fixed this fucking problem of themselves smash-cutting awkwardly. That made me laugh when you said he's eyeballing it, and I'll tell you why. I put together a laugh compilation. These guys are constantly cracking up and giggling <laughs> over nonsense. There is nothing funny being said. No one's been witty on this show ever. Kaya, you and I have listened to probably 10 or 12 episodes between the two of us. So... I know for a fact that this show is never funny and they're always cracking up, <laughs> always That's cracking true. up. And when you say they're eyeballing it, I'm laughing because as I was going through and pulling this laugh compilation, I could see with my eyeballs where the stupid eruption of laughter was because you could tell by the waveform. So I would just, I would just pull to that point. All right, let me grab this. Okay. Let me grab this. Pop it in, pop it in, pop it in. And I didn't want to put together a laugh compilation that goes on for 17 minutes. Like I could have. Because that's boring. So I went ahead and layered it on top of each other, and it sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! And it's all forced laughter. None of it is natural. None of it sounds like somebody is in the moment being taken like whoa you just said that because like you said it's all pre-written i read an interview with them on some website and he said we spend a couple hours writing out all the questions filling out our answers jesus yeah this is all oh this is all very prepared and then there's no spontaneity they just get together and they do these things i want to play an example of what cracks people up So there's a question that comes up in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And the question comes from another podcast and it says, 
what film would be the best or worst to watch as a double feature with this film? And so the one woman who's on here, I think this is Gidget. Sorry, Gidget. She is a big fan of Beethoven. And of course, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they go back in time and they grab Beethoven. So she mm. so she connects the dots in her head and decides this would be not a good movie. Anyway, whatever. I, I've explained this too much. Here's the answer she gives. The worst would be Gary Oldman in Immortal Beloved because he plays Beethoven and that's a pretty depressing movie. So <laughs> uh, it'd bring you down off that Bill and Ted high for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but nice. it's got Beethoven, so good movie. Nice. Or the uh, St. Bernard dog movie, Beethoven. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't sweeten that anyway. She says, the St. Bernard dog movie, Beethoven. And you hear Sam go, all she said was, there's a movie called Beethoven that stars a St. Bernard. This is just a fact. I don't know what's funny about that. And I set this up because I want to play the clip that sums up the show for me. Now that you've heard that, This is referencing a movie equals laughter on this show, but they can't leave it at that. There's then a terrible tag with more forced laughter and it just continues to go on and on for no reason. The uh, St. Bernard dog movie, Beethoven. (laughs) (laughs) That dog might have more intelligence than Bill and Ted. I think it does. (laughs) St. Bernard's are very bright, so yeah. True, yeah. That's neither here nor there. Oh, you know what? That St. Bernard's probably more intelligent than the characters in a movie. Oh, okay. What does that yeah, even mean? I, I get, <laughs> what does that I mean? get the feeling Sam's just laughing along awkwardly because he doesn't want to sleep on the couch. Yes, that's what this uh, show is. at the end, they're like, in his voice, he goes, uh, yeah, uh, uh, awkwardly. First of all, you can't laugh at your own jokes, especially if you've pre-written them. Right. Like hours before or days before. It's and pretty I imagine if these guys are wife and husband, they compare notes. Right. Sitting next to each other on the couch with the Chardonnay, you know, like, so, okay, well, uh, and then we should ask this question. No. Oh, should we switch? Okay, so you could say this. I thought of this. I wrote this down for you. So give that a read. Rehearse it if you like. Uh <laughs> How could this possibly be funny? This guy has to be just laughing along to make his wife happy, which is maybe why in editing, listening back to it when he's all by himself in his office or whatever, editing this, he just smash cuts to laughter because he just can't bear it anymore. He's like, in his head, he's okay, enough of this. Let's just move it along. Let's just cut the laughter short. It's maybe not... he's just embarrassed by it. I wrote down, if I can describe this show in one word, it is uncomfortable. That is the one word description of this show because nothing on it is natural or spontaneous. Everything is uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's as if they're just trying to get through it. Like, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to make a lot of jokes. <laughs> one of the questions they ask every episode is if Nick Cage was in this movie, which character would he play? And apparently uh, yeah. that that is just hilarious in and of itself because <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> so for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they asked this question and this is the answer. I'm going to create a new character. I'm going to create one that they go back in time to pick up and then they realize, no, fuck this guy. I want Nicolas Cage to play Rasputin. All right. So now he's decided to change the rules. And he says, oh, what I would do is I would have a whole other historical character within this movie and it would be Rasputin. So that's fine. It's not funny or interesting in any way. But 
the dummy on the show doesn't know who Rasputin is and asks the question. And the two people who know who he is cannot wait to school you with their knowledge. And again, this is supposed to be a comedy show. This I don't understand why this got left in the show. Who is Rasputin? Rasputin <laughs> was one of the most universally hated figures in sort of like Russian history. Yeah, he was he was just like unkillable. But it was, yes. it, was it was during the rising and the entire royal family were murdered and there was always the rumors that the youngest one of the youngest daughters, Anastasia, actually managed to escape. One of the princess Anastasia's escaped. But but that's now been proven she didn't and that's just a fable and some woman came out much later and said, you know, I'm her and it's like, No, you're not. <laughs> but but Rasputin was their very creepy, weird looking advice. Yeah. I suppose now you'd call him a mystic cares. man or something like that. I think he called himself a priest or something, but he was just Fucking this really yeah. creepy, weird dude who had like long hair, looks sort of really dishevelled and humid. And like they tried to shit. poison him, and then they ended up shooting him three times, and then dumped him back at his house buddy. and made him look like somebody broke in and shot him. Like they just hated him. About you this. fucking know all about this shit. Kaya, that's the longest they talked about anything was Rasputin. They had all <laughs> they had all puke out their knowledge of this fucking historical character. Oh, you don't know about Rasputin? Well, I know that he did this and he did that. I know about this and this. Who gives a shit? So these poor fucks, these poor fucks. So that, that's the kind of not that interesting of a talk of on that sort of a podcast. But imagine having to explain that to somebody who doesn't even give a shit. As a right. human being, aside from the podcast, his wife clearly doesn't know who this is. She doesn't care about history. She doesn't give a shit about anything. So the two of them, Sam and whoever the guest is, explaining this to her where they clearly care. It's like if you were talking to your cat or something. You know when you put your cat in a carrying bag and you take <laughs> her to the vet or something? Yeah. And the cat is just, it's looking out outside of the box just at the world but doesn't understand it i imagine that's how it looks like when stacy looks back at them as they're explaining this shit to her like oh okay so yeah he was a dude in history all right but it's so funny to me because they're supposed to be talking about movies they don't talk about the movie for that long at any point in any of these shows but they know one thing about a guy and someone else doesn't know and they have to explain <laughs> it for 17 minutes oh you don't know where Rasputin is all right so let me let me just go back off he was born in 1838 <laughs> like whatever who cares uh yeah that's just like i said that's the that's sam's real side coming out where he went oh fuck somebody asked a I get to talk about something that really matters in real life. Finally, my stupid wife inadvertently gave me an excuse to talk about something interesting, not bullshit movies. I recognize that question too, where would you put Nicolas Cage in a movie? And she does the same cop-out bullshit for that question too in Mad Max, where she just goes, oh, I'd make him one of the background characters, maybe one of the war boys. Oh, that's the worst answer. That's not answer. a fucking answer. Do say something funny. That's the worst answer. Make, her th make him the female lead. That's an interesting answer. You can have fun with that. Yeah, and explain it. Don't just say, oh, you know, I, he'd be the boom operator. <laughs> I don't know. He'd be uh, the key grip. play the game. Right. What's the point of asking who he'd be if it's just an extra? Who would Nick Cage be an extra? Move it on. What else you got? What's the next question? What are we doing? Uh, are we just trying to get through the questions as quick as possible? Because I would enjoy that. I would appreciate that, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> So going back to this long explanation on Rasputin, it's funny that when they do bring something up that should be explained, they can't. So the question comes up about what other time travel movie, because they're talking about Bill and Ted's, what's another great time travel movie? And The Lake House gets brought up. 
For those of you that don't know the plot of the lake house, it's basically Keanu and Sandra Bullock sort of fall in love and then they they, well, they write letters to each other or some yeah. shit and emails. Or, I don't know, something they like that. They live in the same house. Live in the same house. Time. They're like four years apart. And that's the twist, eh? That's the whole explanation of the plot of the lake house. This is a movie aficionado explaining to us, if you haven't seen The Lake House, it's Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock and there's an email exchange. Like, wait, what? I, I've seen that movie. That's the worst explanation of that movie I've ever heard in my life. You didn't understand this at all or, or you forgot, which is fine, but don't explain it on your podcast. So this guy really, really picked a terrible podcast for him and his wife to do. Can you imagine... <laughs> Watching a movie with this bitch. No. You just know she's one of those cunts that you take to the movies and she just keeps staring at her phone during the movie. Yes. She's one of those people. You can tell. <laughs> oh, insufferable. And then he decided to make have a podcast with this bimbo under dumb friends. They ask her, so have you seen Ghost in the Shell? It's one of those generic, takes place in the future. It's some futuristic steam, not steampunk, but whatever the fuck they call it. I have not. It's like I've Blade not Runner, it. but anime. Okay, I haven't seen it. Imagine Blade Runner. Okay, point okay. is, his husband asks, uh, her husband asks, so you have all this future tech, humans are getting augmentations, you know, a joke in the movie is that one of the guys got himself a robot liver so he could drink as much as he wants. So the question is, what would you get, Stacy? And that's my clip three. Listen to her answer. Right, in this future, uh, lots of people are able to get parts of their bodies cybernetically enhanced. <laughs> so, my question is, what would you get cybernetically enhanced first? Eyes, because I don't want glasses anymore. You want to look like that dude in the movie? No, not like him. <laughs> I, I would want, like, natural-looking eyes. So natural eyes that don't require glasses. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. Cool. So, but, hang on. I'd, I'm going to go, that's the first thing I'd want done, but then I'd just go for boobs and butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so first of all, sorry, my bad. That's the guest asking the question. My point is, she has all this future tech at her disposal, mm -hmm. and her answer is that she would like to get LASIK and a boob job. Right. You can that... get that today, asshole. <laughs> These are things you could literally, literally do. You can... <laughs> That's a good point. You can probably <laughs> cram both of those operations in a single day if you have the money. That you don't have to be in a movie reality for that. Holy shit, you could have said anything. Like, I wish my ass shot rockets. No. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like wearing glasses. Uh. I just want to point out, I was listening to this podcast with a couple of co-workers, we were on a business trip earlier this week, driving to Montreal, and we are listening to the show. And the thing that I didn't even point out, but my co-worker did, was this is just an excuse for them to talk about themselves. This question, they, yeah. they, they veil it under, yeah, you know, this movie deals with this. So anyway, what do you think? And what would you do? And what's your favorite? And what do you think? Who gives a shit? These people are not celebrities. <laughs> I don't care about them. Here's a perfect example, because... They all bring their own sets of questions to the show. And I believe the guest, or maybe it's Sam, who knows? They all sound the same. They're New Zealanders. But he asked this question, <laughs> and this is going to, I listened to, to The Hangover, and this question gets asked. Uh, what's one family heirloom that you would be horrified to discover the next day that you had given to a stripper? Okay. What's a family heirloom you'd be upset about if you found out you were drunk and gave it to a stripper now can you imagine a more boring question because what are you gonna say oh you know what my grandma 
who came over from Holland, she actually brought him, like, whatever, who cares? Who gives a shit? Yeah. So not only is it a terrible question that's going to lead to boring answers, but these are possibly, and, and like you said, they, they know these questions. They write them down ahead of time. This is possibly the worst two answers you've ever heard. First, let's hear Stacy's answer. My, uh, my family's not, we don't have heirlooms. I just, we don't do that shit, so. Okay, great, good one. And then the guests on the show. <laughs> not playing the game. <laughs> yeah, just nothing. God. Just make something up, it's just fine. Just go along, just go with, along it. with it. She's, She's like, just <laughs> family heirloom. It like, well, even if I did, I could just go back the next day and ask, ask for it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're hanging out the next day, I just be like, hey, by the way, I shouldn't have given that to you. Okay, great. I say, all right. So then the guest on the show has his answer. Well, I don't. Well, I don't have any family heirlooms. So we, you know, there's not a lot of stuff that got passed down because you know my house isn't a museum. All right, so there was a terrible question and possibly the two worst answers possible. <laughs> this is a show that is edited to its life, and that was all left in. Why? I swear to God, this poor fucker. So, again, Sam sits there asking this question, and both of them go, well, we don't have heirlooms. We have nothing. Oh, Jesus Christ, you guys. And Kaya, I just want to let Sam know, you could have made that episode 19 questions. No one would have known. It's fine. Just taking the whole thing out. No one would be like, oh, you motherfuckers. I was waiting for 20 questions. All I heard was 19. I couldn't even keep track of how many questions there were. Doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> And then on this on this episode, <laughs> The Hangover, they do the the thing that I hate the most that podcasts do, where they celebrate drinking alcohol as they're podcasting. And they've done this a couple times on their show. They think it makes them funnier or more interesting. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll finish them now. Who cares? Cheers. Cheers. Uh... Do I want to hear people drinking and doing shots <laughs> on a podcast? Yeah, it's just a hangout thing. It's but, a hangout thing. You know, hangout simulator. But yeah. even then, okay, I've said previously, I kind of get the point in those. If you just want noise on the side, that's what that's like what like Netflix is and what they built their empire on is people putting on shits just on the side. Yeah. Right. They don't really sit down and watch fucking dear white people or whatever the hell Netflix has these days. I get it. But this is such a boring show. Even then, what, even on the side, this is just as good as not having anything on. And then, to your point, I didn't, I didn't come across any episodes where they drink, but I imagine they are unintelligible. It doesn't get funnier. Their that's accents for fucking are sure. Very thick. Yep. And there were points <laughs> where I just didn't know what the fuck they were saying. So hold on, hold on, ten real quick. T- time out, time out. I knew this was what? gonna happen. I was waiting for it. I, I was waiting I, for okay, Kaya to go. make fun of the New Zealanders' Get it out of your system. I knew it. I knew it was going to... These fucking assholes with their thick accents. No one can even understand them. All right. You have a clip called Mushmouth Retard. Let's play that. Noob seal of approval. So, you know, regardless of whether you like this movie or not, if a noob is sitting at home and their boyfriend girlfriend's like, let's go with guys in the jail. What are you saying? Yeah. If you have... You know, I at least try to speak English. You this sound- doesn't sound like English to me at this point. I can't imagine what this asshole sounded like when he was uh, tw- 10 shots in. It's funny because you sound like English was your first language compared to these assholes. I, there were many times where I didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. And it's not just a New Zealand thing. I think they're just dumb. I think they're just dumb people. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'll be honest. Until until you told me what their name was, 
were today, I didn't even know. I couldn't understand them. They I just, only, I only figured... Hurley on Wilkes, Sam Hurley. I only figured it out because I was doing research on the internet. I had to see it written down somewhere in order to figure out who they were. And, okay, so to that point also, uh, more of a tangent, but whatever. Getting back to Stacy being a goddamn bimbo. Yeah. Play clip five. This is her talking about Elon Musk and what, how he's like Jesus or something. Someone else I find completely fascinating, Elon Musk. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's the founder of SpaceX, also the founder of Tesla, so Tesla cars, and SolarCity, <laughs> who provides the batteries and um, technology that support that. Now, this guy puts everything on the line. He's got skin in the game, and he just believes that we must move to Mars. That's the only move for humanity. And I just find that completely refreshing and fascinating in today's world. What? I refreshing and fascinating. Like I listened to this and all I could think is bitch Elon Musk does not have the monopoly on the desire to explore space. <laughs> we all want to be astronauts. He just has the money. We all want to go to Mars. We're all at the edge of our seats waiting if what if there is life on Mars? Some sort of microbacteria. Plus but also Tesla, Tesla cars. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. What the fuck. This sounds it's like... one thing to have some sort of a dialect. It's another to go Tesla. Yeah, it's not even close. I thought he owned a third company when she said that. I'm like, well, you know, I know, I know about SpaceX. <laughs> I know about Tesla, but there's a Tesla too? What's that thing make? I want to know about it. Plus, I want to point something out about Elon help. Musk. She says, this is the guy who thinks we need to go to Mars. He'd be the last person on that spaceship. He's a billionaire in L.A. Yeah. He's the last person. That's a good point. He's fucking every hot chick there is. He's living the life. Do you think he wants to be on Mars right now? God, no. He's like, see you guys. Yeah, have fun. He's going he's gonna to put 10,000 guinea pigs on those rocket ships before he steps foot on one. Okay? No Are you insane? Yeah. He's just footing the bill and he has a general. I, I get it. I don't think he, he fakes his interest in space travel and all that shit, but... Nor, neither are the rest of us. What do you mean it's unique? Yeah. As if the rest of us are sitting here like, man, Earth is so cool. I hope we never go to the moon again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dumbass. I want to talk about Gidget comes on the show on this Bill and Ted's episode. And we've well documented now that Sam and Stacy are idiots. So Gidget comes on and she has to show her superior intellect. They asked the question, if you could travel in time, where would you go to? And this is Gidget's answer. Okay, question 13. What period in history would you two most like to visit? I'm torn. So one of them would be, and it's one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite composers is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. I want to go back and see him perform his symphony number 25 in G minor. You're that nerd. A bunch of goddamn nerds. <laughs> nerds! <laughs> She wants to see Mozart. Oh, she wrote that down. What's that? She wrote that down in preparation oh, just yeah. to sound smart. Oh, for sure. So she says, oh, if I could go through time, I'd go back and watch this thing that I could easily go watch any Philharmonic Orchestra do today and probably be tuned better and it would have better acoustics. Whatever, it's fine. That's her thing that she wants to do. But then she goes on to say this is the other thing that she would do. Uh, I'd like to go back to prehistoric times, way back to early man. I'd like to know where the missing link is. I'd, I'd, I'd like to be just at that, that process of evolution and, and see what happens and take a video camera and just film it all. <laughs> all right. So a couple of things I want to point out. So she's Who, trying, yes, thank you. So she's trying to sound smart. So I want, to, I want to discover the missing link and film it. Dummy, the missing link didn't happen over a weekend. 
The, the, if yeah. you're talking about evolution, you understand how evolution works? You can't film that. It's not a filmable what, yeah, occurrence. What is she going to do? Stick around <laughs> for 100,000 years and watch them yeah. slowly evolve? Is she going to watch the first people of the two different species fuck? They're like, yeah. oh, this is how it happened. There's the missing link. There's the baby. It's going to stick around for nine months. Even time-lapse oh. photography, you could watch, I don't know, a plant grow or something that might take weeks but you're talking about thousands of years of evolution. You want to go back and videotape it? That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's a terrible answer. I'd rather go back and watch Mozart's operas than try to figure out how I'm going to watch evolution occur. But she's trying to sound yeah, smart. That's not even a selfish. It doesn't even it's make not sense. even a fun selfish answer no. because so presumably she's going to film this or something and then what? Show it to the world? No, no one's going to believe you. If you're going to go back in time, no one's ever going to believe you fucking anything. So, well, so, once you're back, I mean. So, at least do stuff that you would personally enjoy. Just say, I would fuck the Queen of England back in the 1800s or something. <laughs> oh, like. that would be that would stink. So, keep this in mind, Kaya. <laughs> that would smell so bad. Keep in mind that this is a podcast about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And she's talking about filming Darwinism. Whatever the However the fuck you do that. <laughs> So then yeah. they fi- they finally <laughs> they finally fast forward to hitting the hard hitting questions that we all want to know. And finally, oh, this is the question that I can't help but want to know from you guys: What the hell does Missy Bill's stepmom see in Bill's dad? I mean, legit, like she's a hot young thing, and Bill's dad honestly looks like he's a crusty old dude. Your like local office accountant or something like that. He's just not. <laughs> Who fucking cares? I mean, Sam, finally... what do you see in Stacy? Yeah. That's a good question for you. <laughs> That's a good question. They finally get back to the movie, and it's just the dumbest shit. They have these random things. I don't know why people in New Zealand care about American pop culture so goddamn much. There was an episode we were listening to where they were talking about Obama, and they were talking about Trump, and if they could vote for for Obama. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you guys? Ta- why are you so obsessed with America? This doesn't make. And he says, but then they get very excited about this. You know, awesome, you know what's man. interesting too? The the actor that played Napoleon Bonaparte is a, an actor called Terry Gamalieri. He's actually Australian. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's an Aussie dude Who playing cares? a French dude. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that. It's fascinating. Boring. The guy who plays Napoleon <laughs> is from Australia. Neat. You don't wow, say. this guy who plays somebody isn't actually the person he's playing <laughs> yeah is what she's saying wow fuck me you don't say really scarlett johansson isn't actually a japanese robot okay <laughs> fucking boring people they're boring people they should not have a podcast i actually got a note from somebody oh, when we true. when we teased this show i got a note from a fan who said i really like this show and whenever i hear that i always think okay well there must be some merit maybe there's something <laughs> Seriously, because no. if you like WATP, I assume, you know, you must have some good taste, right? So I'm thinking, okay, what is it about this show that's good? Of course. I couldn't find anything. And I, I was looking for it. <laughs> I was looking for something to say, but at least they do this, or at least there's this going on. This show is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people assess uh, something that they've seen. This is going back to that compliment sandwich again. And this is... Stacy, maybe this is Sam. I don't know. I didn't write down good notes, but I think it's Sam talking about how the jokes in Bill and Ted's didn't age well. 
the bad thing, some of the jokes haven't aged all that well. Some of them are a bit like, eh, okay. And my other good thing is I really liked the sets. I, I think they did a real good job of actually recreating these historic environments. I hate when people make a statement and then don't elaborate on it. I didn't think the jokes age well. Give me an example. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Like, what's the point mm. of saying that if there's no substance to it? I thought the bad part about it was the jokes weren't that funny. Well, you liked the movie. What was the thing that wasn't good? Well, then he goes on to say, but the sets were really good. And this is something that blows all their minds. It does feel like all around the world. So wherever they filmed it, I'm guessing they filmed it all in America, but like it looked like they were in that particular time. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. This is a movie review podcast (laughs) who doesn't understand how sets work. They're like, yeah, it looked like they were in prehistoric times and then they were maybe in Europe during the Renaissance. You're like, dummy, these are sets. They weren't traveling to Europe. It's like if you raised a child in isolation and then one day told him, you know all those movies I've been showing you? Those aren't actually real. Those are fake. (laughs) That actor, he's an American at all. He's Australian. And that moon... No, that's actually a set in Hollywood. What? But it looks like the actual thing. Holy yeah, shit. Iron Man isn't real. Speaking <laughs> of poorly aging, though, I mean, to your previous point, you know what's going to age poorly is talking about Trump and Obama. Yes. As if anyone's going to give a shit eight years from now. No kidding. Uh, what else you got on this uh, podcast? So you've seen Mad Max. I have. Play clip 12 and you'll... God, she's so stupid. Just play clip 12 real quick. If you're living in this environment and water is such a commodity and obviously it's something you need for life, otherwise everyone dies, why the hell are you just screwing around, driving around, (laughs) going to places that are really dangerous and you could actually die out there? You know, it's not safe to be out in the sand dunes and stuff like that it just makes no sense it just doesn't it seems opposite to human behavior oh no what a fucking yeah so in the movie obviously (laughs) morton joe owns the the place where the water is and she's going well why would they ever leave that safe place that safe haven yeah why would it goes against human nature carl why would humans ever want to explore and conquer new territory, and expand, and reproduce. Why don't they just stay in the same cave that we were all born in? You, well, you fucking idiot. Plus it was a prison, and they were escaping from it. Hence the reason why all those people were then pursuing them to try to bring them back. I don't know why no, I'm No, 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 no. She's talking, about, she's talking about the regular war boys, the regular, you know, the troops in this movie. Why oh, are they right. going around, driving around the desert? Well... <laughs> If you looked up from your phone, Stacy, it's kind of explained in the movie. There's like three sentences in the whole fucking movie that are spoken. You don't even have to really pay attention. It's not a complex movie. It's the post-apocalypse. Resources are scarce. They're fighting for them. Oh, Done. Shit. And in the movie, so I fucking went back and pulled a couple of uh, the few sentences where this idiot should have been paying attention. This is the first 20 seconds of the movie, Carl. Oil wars. We are killing for gasoline. gasoline. Oh! Now there's the water wars. Oh, there it okay, is. Okay, so it's all about the oil and the water. Who would have thought? <laughs> it's kind of like today. A oh, fucking asshole. And her husband then brings up, yeah, you're right. Why do they ever have to leave? And that's clip 13. 
It seems bizarre that they've got three cities set up. Why don't they just have one? Transport everything to where the water is because that's clearly the most important thing that you get from the ground. The other ones are what? The Bullet Town and... Guzzling. Aye, and the oil. Yeah, so I suppose the oil is another one, but yeah. That's interesting. What about you, Spanky? (laughs) Right, so there's the Bullet Farm, which presumably is some sort of a place where they produce ammunition or they have a metal mine right some sort of iron mine yeah and the other one is the gas farm whatever the fuck they call it well this might just be a parallel universe mad max you know carl where perhaps they have devices facilities maybe even where they can somehow extract fossil fuels from the earth however (laughs) these these pockets of oil are only available in certain places on earth so they can't just move the factory to where Immortan Joe's place is. Maybe they have to drive in between. I can't keep up with I mean, this. It's it, too much. Even at the end, he goes, oh yeah, you're right. They, they do have a gas farm, don't they? I guess they would have to drive back and forth. <laughs> that does make sense. Oh, shit. But worry not, because Stacy is here to solve all of those problems. Thanks to her, you know, all of these gangs and Mad Max that are fighting over territory and the few resources that they have, she's going to solve all of those problems. That's clip nine. They need to use the elements that are available to them in this in this world. And yeah. there is heaps and heaps of sun and heaps of wind, and they should harness those and oh, make Jesus. some power, some solar power and wind wow. power. So, no, and because what this would do is this would decentralize the control from the other towns you wouldn't need gas and you wouldn't you could look at harnessing water as well from rain and whatnot so then you wouldn't need the water town so it would just in the desert holy shit harness the rain in this desert where there's nothing but drought and people live as slaves to the dictator just to get a cup of water every once in a while she wants them to harvest rain build windmills because you know you can just Create those from thin air and have solar panels. But Kaya, going and back unicorns. to going back to your original point, these are boring people trying to look for plot holes in the movie Mad Max. If you go to that movie with your friend and afterwards he's pointing out plot holes, stop being that person's friend. That's not the fucking point of this movie to figure out why. Well, I don't know if this post-apocalyptic world would actually exist in this specific reality. Whatever. It's just a fun rob. There's a guy playing electric guitar on a moving vehicle for no fucking reason other than it's cool. It's just fucking cool. Yes. There's huge speakers. He's jamming out. Who gives a shit? No one's, <laughs> no one's trying to figure out why would they power the electricity to his guitar? They could have used that energy for more gasoline. It's crazy. The whole thing's fucking crazy. Who cares? Just yeah. have fun with it. Why don't they just drive Tesla cars? <laughs> fucking more. It's not just that. <laughs> It's also, these aren't plot holes. You're just going, why are they driving around the desert? (laughs) Everything is a desert. What are they supposed to do, asshole? She's so stupid. And then she goes on to (laughs) play clip seven. How long would you guys survive in this movie's world? I wouldn't last very long at all. Like maybe five minutes. I agree with that. No shit. No shit. Sitting there. Where, where, Where is, this isn't very green. You're producing so many greenhouse gases. Don't you know? The funny thing is, is that the way she would die in that world is getting her ass beaten because she'd be talking too much. 
again, Stacy, I don't know if you've noticed, but everything in, in this movie is about resources. Even the human beings, like the, all the pretty women in this movie, you know, the, the central plot points where they're trying to escape. And Morton Joe's treating them like objects. Well, that's all I have for this this podcast. I'll be honest, that's it. Let me just hit a couple other points. We've gone on way too long about it. Yes. I was trying to keep this short, but it's impossible. It's impossible to keep these things <laughs> short. Listen to how this episode about the movie Bohemian Rhapsody starts off. And I, I mentioned before, the word I use is uncomfortable. Welcome, good people, to our podcast of Bohemian Rhapsody. This is movie reviews in 20 cues. Sam's our host, and I'm singing tunes. And if you don't like it, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> to me. <laughs> Holy shit, Muchy. Well done. I think that does a good job of explaining where we're at with this podcast. These are amateurs who suck at podcasting. It's not fun or funny, and we've wasted way too much time talking about it. They just sound like hyenas. I feel bad for Sam, but you're doing it to yourself, man. Hey, listen. Get a divorce or something. Sam made excuses. his bed. Sam made his bed. He's sleeping in it. It's not my issue. Yeah. I want to give <laughs> a quick stuttering John Melendez update. Because if you remember from last week, Cedric John has started doing this new thing where he has a disclaimer that he says at the beginning of his podcast that explains mm-hmm. you cannot <laughs> pull clips from his podcast and play them on your show. And mm-hmm. I was given word, I don't listen to Stuttering John, but I was given word from our listeners that he's already abandoned that technique. So he put out a show on September 10th and never made any point about that. Which is funny because I think we pointed out on our show that there is the fair use clause and saying that doesn't help you in any single way. So then I listened to Mm -hmm. his episode from September 11th and he starts off the show once again with this disclaimer. And then he also has some weird legal threats against me that he kind of masks a little bit. And I can tell that he reads our subreddit. Because one of the things that we were crushed on last week was saying copywritten, which is not a word. It's a copyright and it's copyrighted. And I was, this was pointed <laughs> out to me because it's not, yeah, it's not like the word right. You wouldn't say written. So mm-hmm. John Melendez in this even corrects himself. So I can tell that he's also reading the same reviews that I'm reading on our subreddit. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the Stuttering John podcast. Let me just start off by what my attorney told me to say. This podcast is copywritten under. Co- hold on. This podcast is copyrighted under and subject to the laws of the United States. John Melendez, 2019. Thank you, Mike. And don't worry, Lenny. We're going to do what we're going to do, like we talked about. Anyway, that's my New York attorney. That's right. That's right, Royce. How are you, Royce D'Arazio? Hey, my attorney's Lenny. Yeah, I got, I got, I got two that are very dear friends to me. Very dear friends, and they don't mind. They don't mind doing me some favors. So his attorney Lenny from New York is going to do him some favors, and they got to do what they got to do. So obviously, this is not so much a thinly veiled threat, but just a threat 
against myself mm. and and WATP, which I find extremely amusing. This is the guy who's threatened to break my legs. He's threatened to take me out. And I'm excited about this idea that there's going to be some type of lawsuit because I've talked shit about him on the internet. There's a precedent set for this. Are you aware of that, Kaya? Uh, I could imagine. Is it a show you're going on tomorrow? <laughs> yes, it is. All right, we talked about this ahead of time. <laughs> um, there, there was this thing called the lull suit where Maddox sued Dick Masterson for talking shit about him. And it was thrown out of court with prejudice, meaning he is not allowed to ever bring that lawsuit back again. And so I did reach out to Dick about this and I'm planning on going on his show tomorrow to talk about what could possibly be the lull suit part two, which is, uh, I'm excited about. Make sure to have a Patreon ready by the time the files are all filed and delivered to you. No shit. You want to milk this one. <laughs> That's a good point. Come I know. A bunch of assholes, man. Suing people for making fun of you. And we're yeah. a show that we've shown time and time again that if you get it and you have fun with it, you could be a part of it. Kaya is a co-host on the official podcast, a podcast that we made fun of. He was so excited. He played clips from it. He's come on the show multiple times since then. Doug from Who's Right. We've had time. Even Dick Masterson. We made fun of the Dick show. He's been a uh, co-host. We've shown examples time and time again that it's a roast. And if you take it real seriously, it doesn't help you out in any single way. I don't understand that angle. Even even Pat, the show you reviewed last week, the host took it kind of gracefully on Twitter. I saw a tweet he made. Yes, Pat uh, Oates was really cool about it. He did talk about... Right, uh, and you ripped yeah. you ripped into him more than you have into anyone recently. That was good for him. It's not even defamation or anything like that. I understand those issues, which is a completely separate thing. If you were going on here and saying, um, you know, Stuttering John is actually a rapist. He molested me when I was working. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, no. whoa. <laughs> No, I'm saying that would be a separate thing. All yes. you're doing on your show is saying, look at this goofy, stuttering dumbass. That's it. What an idiot. That's you can't what, sue someone for that. That's what's Or so, using your stupid podcast. That's what's so funny about this. Is the only thing I've ever said about Stuttering John is that he's an idiot and that his podcast sucks. Which I've done nothing but proven that those points time and time again. I would love for this to go to court. I'd love for us to play the audio clips in front of John and his attorney to say... All right, and what, <laughs> at what point was Carl lying about any of this? Let's let's play the evidence that he's put forth for us. But yes, you're 100% accurate on that. Some might say exactly right. That I have never done anything that would be considered slander. There's nothing that's suable that we're doing. But I do want to put this out there. And I know I'm putting myself out there with this. And I'm hoping this doesn't fail miserably. But to anyone who's listening to my voice who enjoys doing song parodies. I am asking for Stuttering John podcast song parodies. Anything that has to do with John's failing podcast that sucks balls, that nobody listens to. I'm sure Jen from the Jingles Department would love to get involved in this. And anyone else who can do that (laughs) sort of thing, um, start sending those in. WATPshow at gmail.com. Send those in to us. We'd love to play those on the show, I think we could have a lot of fun. And like you said, 
going on Dick Masterson tomorrow. Looking forward to talking to him about this whole idea that making fun of someone on the internet is somehow a legal issue. Isn't it fucking sad? These people used to be at the top of their games. OP, this guy, uh, all on their own shows, and now you have them replying to, no offense, but internet nobodies, right? Which is not something a famous and happy person does. You don't see Joe Rogan in the YouTube comments replying to the hate (laughs) messages, right? Like, oh, yeah, buddy, well, you know what? Let alone address individuals (laughs) on his show. Like, I'm going to sue this YouTube commenter. It's so really? pathetic. It just shows that you have nothing going on in your life if that's what you're concerned with. And poor John. I mean, honestly, John, you're an untalented hack and you know that. It's okay. We all know that. It's not a big deal. You don't have to pretend that you still have a career in Hollywood. You don't. It's okay. No one's upset with you about it. Do you think it's because they just are that new to the internet? Yes. So. Because back in their day, I guess they would receive hate phone calls and sometimes snail mail. But now with the internet being so ubiquitous, under every single thing that they post, there's a hundred comments where anybody can say anything with ease. And so it's maybe they just notice it more now. Whereas before, it, everything went through their manager. They never even heard of any hate. And now it's just comment upon comment, their email inbox getting filled with people making fun of them. Maybe they're just not used to it. It's hard to get used to, I'll be honest with you. If you ever read YouTube comments, it's rough. Like People don't go on YouTube to tell you that they're enjoying what you're up to. Yeah, but they're... Oh, YouTube is a fucking... YouTube is a toilet. But it's I'm saying toilet. these people have been in the showbiz for so long, yeah. they should be used to all this shit. Even I, a fucking Z-list e-celebrity, got used to all the hate I got on the internet. I can't... These people have been in the industry for like decades. And you're still upset that somebody called you a stuttering moron? It's surprising. It really is. So send in your song parodies for Stuttering John. We'll be happy to play them. All right. It is time for... I listened to Opie Radio. We were talking before about how Joe Rogan doesn't go on and get butthurt about people's comments. And mm-hmm. it's we've documented on this show famously that Opie did a YouTube video asking Joe to be on his show and pathetically. <laughs> it's not just asking. It was passive aggressive. Yes. Not even passive aggressive. It was downright aggressively. Yes. Why the fuck are you not coming on my show, Joe? <laughs> yes. So I want to. Saddest thing. I want to point out that I was listening to. I mentioned I was uh, traveling to Montreal. I was coming back from Montreal on Wednesday. And I'm listening to Joe Rogan talk to Bill Burr, who's one of my favorite comedians. And they spent a good 12 minutes talking about. Opie and Anthony and reminiscing about the times that those two guys would go on Opie and Anthony's show and some of the antics they were up to. And I was like, oh, that's cool. These guys are remembering how great that show used to be, which is also my memory of it. So I go this morning on Opie Radio to see what he's up to. Sure enough, he put out an entire episode, I believe it's number 140, that's just the clip 
of the Joe Rogan podcast where him and Bill Burr talk about Opie and Anthony. There's no commentary around it. Opie doesn't drop in and say, hey, check this out. It's just Joe Rogan experience. And Opie put it out as his own show, which, by the way, might actually be a copyright infringement. There was no review of it, no discussion, just the Joe Rogan experience on Opie's feed, which is hilarious. Somehow... Somehow, I don't think Joe is going to mind it very much. He's not going to go on his show like, you know, OP, I saw what you did. I'm not going to give you any attention because I know this is what you want, but I want you to know that I have a lawyer in New York. I I have attorneys in in New York. I have attorneys in L.A. Uh, uh." (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Joe Rogan's going to give a shit. It's fine. He's had had probably 10 million listens to that episode already. It's, It's fine. So... This is an episode where it's Opie and Carl Ruiz again, and they go to our favorite place, Gebhard's. But before they go to Gebhard's, or maybe while they're there, it's hard to tell. They decide to do a podcast from a construction site. We looked at each other and we're like, all right, it's time. You know what I mean? It's time to separate the herd and get the weak gazelle. Yeah. I go upstairs. He goes downstairs. Where's there to go in that place if you're with, a, with a gal? Everywhere. That is unedited. That is what Opie's podcast is. Even after we pointed this out to him for a year and a half, that doing (laughs) a podcast next to heavy-duty vehicles backing up sounds like garbage. He is still doing it. It Sounds like he's in Turkey. I should milk this. I should start my own (laughs) shitty fucking too-real-to-get-edited podcast on my phone. So Kaya, I like to Lord. I like to act like I'm better than that, and I do you know have much better production <laughs> values, and our sound quality is so great. But I'm going to admit that early on in WATP's history, when it was just Kevin and myself doing the show, we didn't have a nice studio, and there were times when I would mm. podcast from a construction site. So I'm going to go ahead and play a clip. <laughs> I'm going to play a clip from back when we used to do that. Just to prove that, listen, Opie, we're in this together. I understand. It's difficult. And sometimes you are where you are when you're podcasting. Okay, so <laughs> I have a comment about that. I do, <laughs> I do think she does because it's very similar sound. Let's play the theme song so people know what we're talking about. I have it here on, on track one. <laughs> That's what WTP used to sound like. Don't go back to the older episodes. It wasn't very good. So I get it, LP. It's tough. There's a lot of noise in the background. It happens. There's frogs. There's dogs barking. You never know. I get it. To be fair, though, I some of your older ones are my favorites. Uh, the fur cast specifically. Great yeah, episode. I know. Kind of remembered that one right now. I do want to get back to talking about furries and bronies and some of the fun topics that we used to cover. And I think we're going to get back to that a little bit next week. I have a, I do have a teaser this week, everybody. Lest you think otherwise. Yeah, okay. You should do a, some sort of a ending parting gift for the brony community. For, because from what I hear there, yeah. my little pony show is ending soon. Yeah. Well, and they're I, all on suicide watch. The I don't know anything about that. Old men with, <laughs> I don't know anything about <laughs> the brony community, but I do know that 
they go from season to season, or not season to season, but they have different occurrences of My Little Pony. So this one might die off, but there'll be another one that comes out. You know, this has been going on since the 80s. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, but there's going to be some infighting. You know, like, oh, oh this, yeah. this reiteration is not as good as the next. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fucking They're not making enough friends on this obsessing one. Obsessing over yeah. kids' cartoons. It's, they're obviously not well-adjusted. All right, so this episode starts off, and Opie explains that he tried to get the whole crew together. We're on 72nd Street. We're at Get Parts on the Upper West Side. Me and the chef, Carl Ruiz, we're waiting for Sherrod Small to show up. Uh, this was supposed to be me, you, Sherrod Small, Vic Henley, and Vic Henley tapped out quick. He's like, it looks like you got enough guys. You don't need me. Right. So he just he doesn't want to even come here. Oh, so Vic Henley doesn't want to go on Opie's show anymore. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why Vic Henley wouldn't want to go on Opie. I wonder if maybe it's because more people hear him getting made fun of by us than hear him telling his quote-unquote jokes <laughs> on OP Radio. I wonder if that's why he's passing on that opportunity. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as a, a possibility. I could be wrong. Poor guy. <laughs> Carl Ruiz is getting so annoyed with OP. Carl Ruiz goes out for a smoke break while they're hanging out at the bar, which is a great place to podcast from. And Carl does not want Opie to come outside with him because Opie can't help himself. He's going to start interviewing people like a douche. You stay there because if not, you're going to start interviewing everybody. Why can't I interview people? It gives me fucking stress and today's not the right day. I will set this whole place on fire. Why do you get so stressed out when I want to talk to the people of New York City? Because you have a particular talent that makes things... What's up, sir? Yeah, there it is. It makes things so... Your face is so arrogant. How are the... So Opie <laughs> does this thing where he takes his Zoom recorder on the street of New York and he just starts randomly talking to people. And Kaya, you've been in New York City before, right? Sure. There's a ton of foot traffic. There's all sorts of different types of people walking around. And there's one thing I know about people in New York City. They are minding their own business. They don't want to be bothered. They have shit to do. They're going somewhere. They don't want to talk to people, especially a homeless looking Opie with a Zoom recorder yelling out at people. But that's Opie's big bit that he does. So Carl is saying, don't come out here. I don't want to. Oh, fuck. And Opie gets into it. I'm guessing. So what were we talking about? Boo! What are you doing? I, uh, I always boo the, I always boo the parking. Oh my God, there's a guy I coming always... with a veteran's hat <laughs> and water-filled legs. This is going to be off. But I boo the parking uh, guys. Because they're just ruining people's days. Hey, you want to be on my podcast? You want to be on my podcast? Well, fuck you, then! Kaya. Jesus. Is, that... Is this a sad attempt for him to pull, you know, aside pedestrians and a little glimmer of hope in his eyes that maybe he'll get recognized? I think so. Someone's I... going to go, oh, aren't you OP? Oh, my God. I think I think you might but be onto happens. something there. Because he's making so much noise and so much commotion. And he sounds like an amateur yelling, do you want to be on my, you want to be on my podcast? Do you want to be on my podcast? Like, dude, you sound like a lunatic. Next thing I know, you're going to try to sell me your rap CD that I have to buy for 10 bucks. Like, no, I want <laughs> nothing to do with your podcast, dummy. And I think you might be onto something that he's hoping to get recognized. When I was down in New York a few weeks ago, I went on Anthony Cumia's show. And then him and I 
traveled together on the train down to Chip Chipperson's show. And as soon as we got off the subway, we came up, he was getting recognized right away. Like, oh, Anthony, hey, what's going on, Anthony? And I could see that, oh, this guy is still well-known in this city. There still has a lot of fans. Opie walks around and yells at Pete. Anthony is getting fans coming up to me going, hey, Anthony, hey, what's up, buddy? And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? Opie's yelling at people and not getting recognized. He's trying so hard to be recognized. It's so sad. It's a signature line of a sad fuck is, come on my podcast, please. Yes. It's like some, something fans say to the people giving an autograph to a photo at a convention or something. Thank you so much, sir. I love your movies. I have a podcast about cats. Would you come on one day? And they have to like, yeah, just talk to my manager. He's standing there. Send us a mail. It'd be one thing if it was Riley Reed standing there and you were yelling, come on my podcast. But (laughs) all right, that was an official podcast reference. Have you guys had Riley on yet? Has that happened? No, no. I don't know what it is about porn stars. They're so flaky. Yeah, right. What's the deal with that? We get, I mean, we get in contact and they just tell us, oh, I only have like 20 minutes. I could come on for just 20 minutes, maybe. And then they just never reply again. I mean, I know we're not Joe Rogan, but it just, it's still kind of insulting because we're being respectful and nice to them. And then we just never hear back. 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Our audience is perfect. It's teenage boys. Yeah. This is perfect marketing for you. Just talk to our audience. It's our 100,000 horny teenage boys, and you don't want to come on. Meh. Yeah, so, yeah, I have a chip on my shoulder. What about it? I think 20 minutes with Riley Reed is probably 15 too many. How many questions do you really have to ask her? Uh, dude, I mean, it's, it's still, I'm not going to Chrissy Mayer our podcast where we have her call in from a phone <laughs> right. for two and a half minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Chrissy Mayer ruining your podcast is way worse than Riley Reed ruining your podcast. <laughs> and there's a specific reason for that. Okay, this is uh, Opie is, again, causing problems. And this is a continuation of the clip I just played. But I have something to, to point out where Carl Ruiz is getting very annoyed with him. You want to be on my podcast? Well, fuck you, then! Opie. Why are you saying fuck you to people? I'm the one that's going to have to fight. I'm out here. You're behind the rope like a crazy much? And I believe what Carl is saying right there, because I've been with this girl at concerts who starts problems with people. The girl's never going to get punched. It's fucking me. You don't want that girlfriend who's starting problems. You're like, hey, dummy, I don't want to fight all these people. I have nothing to do with them. Why are you yelling at them right now? Carl Ruiz is looking at these guys going... You're yelling fuck you to people in the middle of Manhattan and I got to throw down? I don't I don't have any problems with these people. What are you doing? Not just that, but remember, nobody recognizes this guy. So no. they don't know this is just, oh, here's OP. He's trying to be funny. No, all they think is that's an angry drunk. This oh. restaurant has always has that angry drunk yelling at people at the front. What's that about? I don't know, but let's avoid it. I don't want to get asked for money. Right. At best, he's an angry drunk. At worst, he's a drug-addicted homeless person. <laughs> I don't know that Opie realizes how he comes off. Uh, <laughs> so I do want to point out that Opie has learned a lot in the 15, 17 months podcast, whatever he's been doing. 
he learned that he doesn't have to podcast straight the entire time. He can hit the pause button. All right, you know what? Why don't we uh, why don't we push pause? But but the podcast listener won't know that. We'll we'll fire up one of those uh, yep. taking it up to speed things. He has come a long way. Opie, that's yeah. right, buddy. You wow. can hit pause, and it'll be seamless for the listener. It'll be like it it never happened. It's amazing. Did you know it's not like radio? It doesn't have to be live. You right. can pause and resume. You can even edit and post. Yeah, it's not dead air. If you hit pause, <laughs> it'll seem like that time never existed. It's amazing. I pointed out that Stuttering John said he was talking to Opie's producer. And yeah, I had a call with Opie's producer and blah, 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 blah. And I, I was like, Opie has a producer? What are you talking about? He's not even on Westwood One anymore. And... <laughs> I had somebody tweet me and say, no, it's this guy, Mike Sappho, is Opie's producer. And he sent me a, a link to his Twitter account. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, di- I didn't realize that he had a producer. And guess what? Neither does Opie's producer because this happens. I, I, don't, I work for myself. I'm a one-man operation. And Mike Sappho helps me every once in a while. Right. He bailed once again today, so I got the handheld. This was supposed He's like, to be- oh, I'm going to come by the restaurant. I'm like, hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Letting a little uh, something out of the bag. So this guy, Mike Sappho, who Stuttering John is talking to, he's like, yeah, I was talking to Opie's producer. This guy doesn't want anything to do with Opie. He's not even helping Opie out on this show. He's supposedly the producer. And Opie's just being let high and dry with his Zoom recorder. And he's just standing there like, fuck. All right. Thanks for nothing. As usual. What What does he need a producer for, first of all? And second of all, did he say, I need a help to get a handheld? What camera? No, he's talking about recorder? his. He's talking about his Zoom recorder, the thing that he walks around with yeah, to record audio. What? What do you need help for that for? You don't need a production assistant or something to loan you a recorder. You're a millionaire. You can walk into any electronics shop. I don't and get just it. Buy everything in it. I don't understand. I don't know. My God. I don't know what a producer would do for Opie's show. If I was his producer and he brought me back this audio, I would say, "Well, we can't use any of this." What do you want me to do with this? There's a truck backing up, picking up garbage right behind your face. What am I supposed to do with this audio? I don't know what to do. Seamus has better production. Seamus has way better production and two camera angles on YouTube. Oh, (laughs) Seamus. All right. So it's well documented that Opie used to be on Westwood One and that he wasn't fired. They had a mutual separation because Kaya... That's how things work in life. Of course. Yeah, when you have an employer who pays you money, <laughs> you both decide that I want you to stop paying me money. I'm I'm going to go off on my own and do my thing. So here's a little nugget that Opie spits out that might be a counter argument to that. You think, you think Joey Silva will get mad if I do guitar? Yeah. All right, Opie. <laughs> I kind of miss Joey. Oh, I like Joey. I miss Joey. So Joey was the producer of the show back when he was at Westwood One. And Opie says, yeah, it was time to move on. I didn't want to be with Westwood One anymore. Now he's going, ah, shit, I miss Joey. He was actually helped my show out a lot. Like, yeah, that's because you wish you were still out of Westwood One, Dummy. It's because you were fired. <laughs> you were let go from Westwood One. Yeah. Couldn't sell shit. So Opie's hanging out, staring at, and, and they, I didn't even pull these clips but there's tons of cat calling and, oh, check out that chick and that girl's too thick or let me get this girl. There's tons of that going on, which when you listen to a podcast is not entertaining in any single way. I can't see what you're seeing. There's no video aspect to this. 
So here's an example of Opie making a sight gag for all of us listening at home. Because it was close enough to a burger. Nikki fucking Minaj on 72nd Street. She just retired and now she's walking the streets. That's not Nicki Minaj. Look like Nicki. No. Yo, Nicki Minaj. So we saw some chick. What a great compliment. <laughs> yeah. You look like the celebrity if she was retired. Yeah. I know. What a, what a hilarious joke that is. Whoa, that looks like Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Like, Opie, you're being an autist. We can't see that. We can't see you spurging out in front of some stranger. We don't get it. We're not part of this joke that you're in right now. And you're an asshole. You wouldn't hang out with a friend <laughs> like this. Just asshole. randomly catcalling women while you're trying to have a burger. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Yelling fuck you at people. For real. <sighs> I have this quick clip that I want to play. And this is really just for the good people of New York State. If you live in the area where I live, you know about a beer called Utica Club. It's a beer that's made in central New York. And it's piss water. And Opie says this. You've never had a Utica Club? It's a really good beer, man. I don't understand what he's talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Utica Club. (laughs) I don't know why he thinks that's cool to say that. It's not. It's not cool. Uh, I just have a couple more things that I want to play about this show, and then we'll move on. If you remember when Carl Ruiz opened his restaurant, La Cubana, he said Mm -hmm. to Opie on Opie's show, you know from day one, whether you're going to make it or not. You can get a sense from the first day you're open what's going to happen to the future of the restaurant. He said, I've opened over 20 restaurants, and I know whether it's going to succeed or fail. And it's weird that Opie has never asked him, because my follow-up would have been after they opened, what happened? What did you see? What do you think? What's going Mm -hmm. on? Opie's never said that. So in this episode, I think Carl's not feeling great about things, and this conversation ensues. You know, we're, we're trying to get into the black now, um, but we don't know. You know, chances are, man, you know, it could make it or it could not make it. Right. Well, and I'm very, and I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? We gave it our all. You know what I mean? So hopefully it'll make it, but I don't, that's why when you always ask me, do I get excited about things? I'm like, no. Right. So this restaurant's only been open for a couple of months. It sounds like Carl's already decided that's not, it's not working out. It's not going to happen. And I feel bad about that. I think Carl's a good chef, and I think he's a funny guy. But if his future is freed up, come on WATP, Carl. We'd love to have you. You got time. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the show. The fuck, fucked up part is you, you just know that OP is rooting for it to fail because he wasn't yes. invited to the opening. Yes. So I'm sure in his head, this restaurant must fail so he can feel better. The only way OP has friends is if they're relying on him for financial support. And this is the sad state of Opie, is that he's not paying people to be on his podcast anymore because he has no advertisers. Westwood One's not behind it. So Vic Henley's like, yeah, you're, I'm good. I don't need to be on there. Sherrod Small was supposed to be on there. He never showed up. And so, yes, of course he's rooting for Carl Ruiz's restaurant to fail. He needs Carl to have a lot more free time and to need money. And I want to point out that when I say, Carl Ruiz, I want you to come on the show. And I say this about Bonnie McFarlane as well. I don't think it's that much of a long shot. I think Carl Ruiz is listening to us because he sends me little signals from time to time. And here's an example. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop saying you guys if these millennials start using deodorant. How's that? Because they nice. fucking stink a poo. 
I just want to zoom in on that. What? What? Hey, what? Carl, what did you just say? That these people they stink a poo. They stink a poo. It's like a drinky poo, but that's people who have body odor. They stink a poo. And then later on in the show, uh, he's they... talking about Viagra, which I don't know if you have this in Turkey, but it gets your penis hard. And he calls don't it. Don't need it, bro. Don't need it, of course. And he calls it this. <laughs> you don't need it. With the, what do women wear in Turkey? Can you even see anything that's oh, going on? No, no. No, they dress the way they want it. To their oh, okay. credit, Turkish women are pretty attractive, actually. Oh, okay. So okay. no problem on that front. It's everyone else that's the problem here. Gotcha. Uh, so he does uh, throw this out there. He takes a little Viagra nooch and he gets in the fucking pocket. Viagra nooch. Not even a comfortable phrase to say. I know that that's a signal to WATP. And Carl Ruiz, we hear you. And we're ready for you to come Mm. on. Give us a date. We'll make it happen. Looking forward to it, buddy. So I was going to say, since you're in New York anyway also, dress up like one of those parking meter people one day. Yeah. Just hang out around that restaurant. See if Opie yells at you. Go on his pod and (laughs) just see if he recognizes your voice. That's a good idea. I, uh, like, if there's just any shift in his facial expression, like, wait a minute, is that is this that asshole who keeps ripping on me? <laughs> That'd be amazing. I had uh, a guy in our subreddit say that our show's getting stale, and he offered some suggestions on things that we could do. And one of them was to go to Carl Ruiz's restaurant and then try to talk to him or something like that. It's like, I'm not the desperate asshole who has to put myself out there that's that's what Opie has to do that's what Suttery John has to do I just put out a show and ask people to do crazy things like you know send us in song parodies so it's a little different you know we're in a little different situation <laughs> gotcha <laughs> sure <laughs> Kaya I want to thank you again mm. for coming on the show you've uh-huh. been awesome we've talked about I mean you listen to multiple episodes of this movie reviews and 20 cues, not an easy feat, not something that anyone would sign up for nah, that's okay. voluntarily. So <laughs> I appreciate that. You've listened to me rant about stuttering John and Opie. So you know what time it is, right? I really don't. I kind of just want to hear what you have planned for next week. And I want to leave to be honest. The That's right. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The segment where we listen to a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week on WATP. And here it is. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for you, listeners. This is just for, frankly, it's rude that you're listening in. This is a private conversation that I am having with my wife in our home. We're on our penultimate episode. We of absolutely this are. Terrible, terrible series. One left to go, and I have to say, I think it's my favorite episode of the season. That's a very low bar, but still. There's there's a lot of elements here that I'm like, where was this the whole time? And, and it starts right with my at first glance. Because the first thing you see in this episode are Scooby-Doo and Shaggy reminiscing on old mysteries. The villains that they've unmasked so far. I would like to see it. Where were these mysteries? Kaya, this is a podcast called oh, Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. 
a suggestion that came in from Jack Daniels. And we were talking about some of the podcasts we used to do back in the day, like G.I. Joe and My Little Pony. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to it. Let's get out of all of this heady stuff with Stuttering John and Opie Radio. Let's talk about Scooby-Doo. Let's see what's doing with the old Scooby-Doo cartoon. The confusing part there was that for the first 10 seconds, I was that sure that guy is gay. Yeah. And then he introduced his wife. So I, I think at this point we can add a rule to the don'ts of podcasting is don't ever podcast drunk. Don't ever podcast with your wife. It Ag- just, it does, never seems to work out. Agreed. Does it ever? 100%. In fact, there's a show called, how did this get made? I've mentioned it earlier. I'm a big fan of the show. And you have Paul Shear and June Diane Rayfield, husband and wife, comedy duo on that show. I was getting multiple suggestions to play June Diane Rayfield as Cringe of the Week last week because she's been given so much power that she wrote a book about getting elected as a female and we have to all go against Trump. Huh. And and she co-wrote this fucking book and she sounds like such an asshole and it's just, it's the problem with the husband and wife dynamic of a podcast is that you have to give up a certain amount of creative control in order to keep the marriage successful. It's not a good thing for a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I can't think of any examples of a successful one. All I can think of is your mom's basement, H3H3, <laughs> where she would occasionally chime in and the 20 cues movie release or whatever the fuck. Yeah, keep your wife off your podcast or keep yourself off your wife's podcast. It clearly doesn't work. Occasionally, I guess you could have her make a jingle, but <laughs> keep it <at> that. <laughs> oh, so with that, Kaya, I want to thank you again for coming on. The official podcast is where you can find Kaya and all of his friends podcasting every week. Anything else or anything you want to plug, my friend? No, but I'll give you the promise my girlfriend's never going to be on mic. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Mainly because she can't speak English, but also because nobody wants to hear Kaya's girlfriend on the show. <laughs> All right. And I don't want her getting harassed by a bunch of teenage shitheads, but yeah, plenty of reasons. See, there's reason upon oodles of good reasons not to do this to yourself, Sam. So please join us again next week. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. Fucking thing sucks. This dude is fucking corny. Bullshit. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Kyle, let's read some reviews from <clears throat> iTunes real quick. And then we're going to get right. the voicemails and then we'll get you out of here. Because you probably, it's probably past your bedtime at this point. Nah. 
I'm good. Let's right. play. Let's guess what podcast these reviews are from. Oh yeah, let's do that. I like it. This first one comes in, and it's amazing! Exclamation point from Masonite, aka Big Papa. And this one just came in today, and it says, "This is hilarious. The host is funny. Every co-host is good, except Andy's brother Joe. And the way they rip apart a podcast is merciless and hilarious." But I can't give more than three stars since Carl is a Bills fan. That's a three-star review, <laughs> which is ridiculous. That what's the point of giving anyone a three-star review? It's like saying, "Eh, it's all right." Well, then why why are we reviewing it then? Yeah, you're not changing the average. No, there's no point in it. There's no point in that at all. And I lose two fucking points, and I'm a Bills fan. Is that my fault? Where I live, <laughs> it sucks. Sucks enough. All right, here's one. Uh, Talentless Hack. This is also from today. This is just an unfunny dude with more often than not even unfunnier co-hosts. I hope he goes the way of Brody Stevens. That's a one-star review. Oh. Wishing for my suicide. That seems harsh. Oof. Yeah. And that's coming from me. <laughs> All right, here's one from uh, Nick K. Gurr, 1983. It's just dot, dot, dot. Bean practice. That's a five-star review. <laughs> Appreciate that. I should point I out these guys left some sort of a referral link or just tell us where they came from. Like yeah. as a fan of 20 Qs, this was bullshit. Some Make of them some us. of them do, and I'm gonna read a couple where it's obvious where these came from. Mm. But I should point out, I'm only reading the U.S. iTunes reviews. I'm sure there's tons of reviews out there that I don't even look at from other countries, from other sites. So if anybody wants to send them to me, I'd be happy to read them because I'm sure it's just a fraction of what we're seeing. This one is from Stargazer94, and it says, sad. It's sad that you're this miserable. <laughs> Go outside and soak up some vitamin D. Maybe it'll make you happy. That is a one-star review. And then typing this... on his computer in his room. Yeah. Not getting vitamins. I know. I, I'm the one with the problem. And then this is from uh, WS86J. And mm. it uh, is just a eye rolling emoticon or emoji. And it says, I would love to see you take on the MMP, YMH, JRE, or Kill Tony, idiots. And that's a one star review. What is that acronym? So, MMP is Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. Uh, YMH, I believe, is okay. your mom's house, which we did review. JRE is the Joe Rogan Experience, which we have not reviewed. Mm. And Kill Tony is a podcast with Tony Hinchcliffe that is all the rage right now. And apparently this person, this person knows comedy. Obviously, they're calling out all the good comedy podcasts. And we suck. All right, this one's from... Sailor Moon Girl 323, if I could give zero, I would. Imagine having so much time on your hands that you create a podcast to rag on other podcasts. The use of his sound effects are so obnoxious, and the host is truly misogynistic towards female podcasters <laughs> that are successful. Like, it's 2019, <laughs> and he's still going to call people the R word? I read that That's word for star. word. That's a one star review, and I'm telling you, what? this this is a morning uh. this is a morning toast fan. The fact that we're making it was two. I know two it, on the nose. It was two on the nose. I was missing. It was like I'm triggered. I'm literally <laughs> shaking. 
I know the fact that she wrote like it's 2019 and he's still going to call people the R word. And that's a legitimate SJW writing that I didn't. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Here's another great one. This is from uh tame on pods. It says these people are mean frowny face. And that is a one star review. <laughs> I know. Who are these people? Who the fuck are these people? I don't think people appreciate, normal people listening to this, don't appreciate how difficult it actually is to leave a one-star review on places like iTunes. You have to make an account. Do you ever make an account on a website if you're not absolutely forced to do so? I don't care. I don't leave reviews for anything. I've never left a review for anything, not even my own podcast. I just don't care. I know. I just don't care enough. (laughs) Here's another one from September 10th. Wish I could give zero stars. Congratulations. You're capable of reading rude tweets and internet drama and trying to spin it as your own jokes. Unoriginal and frankly rude. Not here for anyone who thinks it's okay to comment on women's weight. (laughs) That must be someone who heard, why won't you date me? I imagine because that's all we talked about is fat chicks on that show. Fat shaming... The healthy at every size bullshit, I think, is making a comeback because did you see Bill Maher talk about it? No. How fat shaming isn't all that terrible. I think he said this like last night or something and everybody collapsed on him saying, how dare you? Yeah. I think this is making a comeback. We should. Let's do a fat, I don't know, some sort of fat show at some point. I I like Bill Maher. A fat cast. He's not trying to be PC. He puts the shit out there. And his own audience turns on him. And I give him credit for that because it, not many people are doing that these days. Most people are writing that line of, oh, I don't want to upset anybody. I have fans. I want to keep them as my fans. Bill Maher doesn't give a shit. I like that. Yeah, no, nothing against Bill Maher. All he did was go on his show and said, you know, it shouldn't be this taboo to point out that being fed is not good. And people gave him shit for that. Jesus is somehow making a comeback. All right. All right, so this next one says, not great. And it says, I'm down to laugh at jokes at the expense of podcasts I enjoy. Trust me. But this is pretty dumb. Most of what they make fun of is out of context, or they actually just don't even know what the podcasters are referring to. Why would they if they aren't regular listeners? So it doesn't really land. Most of the inside jokes mm. the successful podcasters establish with their loyal listeners just go way over these guys' heads. I also can't stand when women on podcasts get bashed for having vocal fry. Sometimes it's true, but usually it's just men not liking the sound of a woman's voice. Things also get hard to listen to mm. when they start bashing podcast hosts' looks. Come on. That is definitely someone from the morning toast. And I was trying to figure out if there's a subreddit or something that's going on where someone picked up on us and I couldn't find anything, but I know that we commented on their vocal fry and their looks. So I guarantee that's where that came from. And that's a one star. I assume. That's a, oh, sorry. Yes. That's a one star review. A lot of one star reviews yeah, this I, week. I, I hate this attitude, man. Every single time, every time you yeah. read a review to me of your show, it's uh, you don't know anything about the show. And we listen to, Several episodes of these shows. What do you want? For us to binge the entire show? That's not... Put yourself in the shoes of somebody who is getting recommended a podcast. So what would you tell them if you were a fan? Oh, so this podcast, you know, if you listen to only 10 episodes of it, it's, you know, 
you might get the impression that it sucks. But trust me, if you listen to all thousand of them, it gets good. <laughs> okay, I'll no. give you... I'll give if you your a... show was good, you wouldn't need that. You can tune into any Joe Rogan episode, for example, and yeah. immediately you can tell it's a good quality podcast, even if you don't enjoy the topic or whatever, but it's well done. You don't have to go through all 1,500 of his fucking episodes to be able to have an opinion on it. I'll give you a perfect... Such a cop-out. I'll give you a perfect example of that. When we were suggested The Dick Show by somebody, I had never heard of Dick Masterson. I listened to The Dick Show, and Vinny Paulino and I reviewed the show, and I said, I like this show. I think he's onto something. There's something funny about this. And there's nothing but inside jokes and references. And I went back and listened to every episode of The Biggest Problem in the Universe, and then I went and listened to all The Dick Show, and it got better and better for me. But I could tell it was good by listening to one episode just randomly. I knew... There was something to it. There were funny jokes. There were good points being made. That's what you want. You don't want to have a show where it's like, well, you don't get it. You have to listen to 200 episodes in order to understand anything they're talking about. Yeah. Well, then what are you doing? Then what's the fucking point? Right. You're just, you're just arguing for Stockholm Syndrome. You're telling me that <laughs> right. I can't... It, it, like, oh, you'll like this after continued exposure over long periods of time. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you may have done that to yourself, but I don't want to. Right. All right, this next one is just wrong. A podcast making fun of their podcasts. Wrong. This is a dumb podcast. That's a one-star review. Here's one that says, Hawk <laughs> Carl, this show hits you like a dot, dot, dot. That's from Tony Willow Dillo. That's a five-star review. Thank you, Tony. Here's one that says, The Official Podcast from Mark Tanthony. These guys are funny. Ooh. Kaya, Charlie, and Jackson Keep up the good work. That's a five-star review on our... <laughs> so someone who's very confused. This guy may have made a mistake. I think, he's, I think this person's confused. So there was either a nice listener of the official podcast who just wanted to give you a five-star review on our recommendation or a nope. really fucking stupid listener of the official podcast <laughs> who thought that giving, giving a five-star review on your episode somehow affects us and helps us out. Either way, I'll take it, man. I will take it because I got to tell you, we're up to 574 one-star reviews at this point. Well ahead of our five-star reviews. So even if it's just dumb people who don't know what they're doing, give us a five-star review if you're dumb, if you're an idiot, we'll take it. All right, this next one is Untalented Hacks, two exclamation points. And it says, if it isn't enough for somebody to put their time and effort into something, even if nobody will ever hear it, these jerks come and ran on everyone's Macy's Day Parade. My ex was listening to Opie Radio <laughs> segment during her fourth trimester abortion, and Carl beating a dead horse stressed her out to the point of a miscarriage. Overall, great show. Definitely recommend. That's a five-star review. This next one says, uh, Carl with a K slash Carl with a C is loud and obnoxious. This is from B-Movie PG-13. And they goes on to say, you should honestly just put a more reasonable host on like Kevin or Kaya. And that is a five-star review. All right. Yes, very good. Last one I'm going to read. Question, why is Opie Show suggested when I look yours up? Five stars. I think I read that last time. All right. So the point yeah, is, what I'm trying to say is that we are getting bombarded with one-star reviews again. So please, people, if you're listening to the show, just give us five stars and shit all over us, and we'll read it, and it'll be fun, and everyone will have a good time. It's fucking crazy, man. You can't even... <laughs> I know. 
like strawman these people anymore any possible way that the first one that you read about the it's 2019 and you're still using the arsler yes it's something that i would write if i would want if i wanted to parody somebody on right. the far left i know and can't even do that anymore it's real <laughs> it's still real these fucking people um, can't even say retard anymore you know the whole like this is an actual thing they call it the euphemism treadmill where moron idiot retard these all used to be actual medical terms but then the rest of us we appropriated them to call our friends retards right and so the medical realm must stop using them fine i i think there should be a rule like if you want to take a word from us we have to get something back though yeah right, right. can't have no insults if if i can't say the arsler anymore can i call people disabled now is that cool as an insult kamala harris i believe just took shit because she was talking in front of people and somebody said, you know, our president right now is mentally retarded. And she said, I agree. And they're like, oh, yeah. you can't, you can't use the R word. You just said that. And it's like, well, no, what they were saying is that a person that they don't like is mentally retarded, which is the proper terminology. Mental retardation is a real thing. It's fine. Right. <laughs> it's, it means slow. It's always been slow. It's Okay. But whatever, it's the R word. And if you, if you even agree with someone who says it now, you get bashed. Like you were in the same room as somebody who said the R word. Oh, you should apologize for that. Like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Seems silly, but you it's so. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Let's listen to some voicemails real quick. This is a guy who called in, who watched me uh, on the chips, Chipperson podcast. And I don't know if I talked about this or not. I can't remember, but there was a woman on there. Her name is uh, Karen Fian, and she was not a fan of me. We sat next to each other, and she she ripped, <laughs> she ripped on me pretty good. Oh no! Let me, let me back up real quick. So this guy called in and told me that I sucked on Chip Show, and that Karen killed me and crushed me and all this stuff. And I didn't. Pull that voicemail, but then he called me right back and played this. You're a faggot. <laughs> so that's an example of a good voicemail, but right. but Kai, you're not allowed to laugh at that. That's the F slur, right? I can't believe yeah, you just you're not even that. allowed to play it. How dare you? I, Denounce listen, it immediately. Not, I, I didn't even listen to that ahead of time. I don't even know how I was able to set it up. I didn't even know that was happening. All right, here's the next voicemail. Carl, I'm wondering, how do you go an entire day, every single day, not pooping at work? Like, you've never, never drank some coffee in the morning or something settled wrong, and then you got to poop while away from home? just don't understand how you can do that it's like a superpower so if you could share your tips with uh, me and the audience uh, it'd be appreciated for you know it'd be cool not to you know when i'm traveling for like 14 hours to uh or maybe like when i'm on vacation for like uh like a week or two not having to wait till i get like if i could wait till i get home to poop instead of doing it on vacation i think that'd be really cool so uh let me know how you get your superpowers and uh Yep, call me back later. 
So I can answer that one. Please. So the way you can control your bowels and you don't have to constantly run to the toilet is don't eat like a pig. <laughs> that helps. Yes, that's a good point. I'm not, I'm not going to say is... that that's the secret to my success, but yes. <laughs> Such a bizarre idea that I get the same shit because I don't like shitting in public toilets and all that sort of stuff either. I, uh, yeah. It's not that I'm a germaphobe. I just don't want my ass touching a toilet seat where there's piss and shit. And then, you know, when you take a shit, the water splashes up against your ass cheeks and your balls. It's fucking revolting. Even when it happens in your own home, let alone in a public toilet, the, the, your dick touches the front of the bowl, toilet yeah. bowl, the ceramic. Yeah. It, oh, God, plus it's you're, fucking revolting. Plus, you're breathing in other people's shit particles. When you smell the shit, right. that's shit particles in oh. your nose. It's in your mouth. Even that it's in so your gross. mouth? Yeah, it's it, disgusting. When I enter a public toilet... <laughs> I don't even like being there just to take a piss. I just want to get in and out as fast as I can without touching anything, if that's even possible. I don't want to sit there and huffing and puffing, inhaling deeply, squeezing a shit out, starting to sweat. It's so, terrible. I don't know how these people have this idea that you have to shit every other hour. I don't either. You don't have to. Just I don't eat like a it. human, you fat fuck. I, I probably have already said this, but... Back in June, I went to Columbus, Ohio to a punk rock music festival with my buddy who has an RV. We drove out there and he said, listen, there's no shitting in the RV. It's for pissing only, which I can respect. I get it. <laughs> so all they had where we were in the RV lot and at this punk rock festival were Porta Johns. And I literally didn't shit for two and a half days. So when you say, like, what is your superpower around this? A, don't eat like an asshole. But B, just train your body to know when to shut it down. Like, my body knows when I'm home, it's shit time. And then as soon as I'm out at work or at a music festival, we just shut it all down. I don't know. It's just, it's just mind over matter, I guess, is the... Uh, I'm being too literal with that answer. All right. Right, or just... <laughs> Again, if you if you know you're gonna go on a long trip, like a plane flight, uh, yep, that's fourteen hours or something. Oh, dude, don't shit on an, an airplane. Hour or two yes, never ever shit on an airplane. You're an asshole if you do that. Only if not for no other reason than I'm drinking like an asshole and I have to piss, and you're just keeping the bathroom clogged up. You just get in and that get yeah. out. What are you doing? You're shitting on a. All right, that goes to the same with bosses too. <laughs> Like the buses and airplanes, these are places where you just want to drink a lot of alcohol and piss. That's it. All right. There's another yeah. voicemail. Uh, guy whose favorite part of the show is that. Oh, this is funny. All right. Hey, Carl. You know what my favorite part of your show is? It's not the teaser. It's not OP Radio. It's when you say that an ISO will stay on the soundboard and you never play it after the first time it's used. <laughs> we need more mm, drops. I love that because that's somebody who's paying very close attention. I do that all the time. Like, I love this ISO right here. I'm going to keep it. We're going to play it over and over again. And then it's never, yeah. ever played again. So, something like this. Your podcast stinks. Your podcast yeah, stinks. <laughs> I say that I'm going to play it from now on, and I never do ever again. Your drops should have a lifetime, like 10 episodes at most, and then you need to get a new one. Depre deprecate the old. No shit, Sherlock! Okay. 
<laughs> Moving on. This is uh, Dennis from Boston calling in. WATP, thanks for uh, picking up the phone, I guess. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I'm a comic from Boston. I just listened to your Pat Oates podcast. Right when I saw it go up, I was like, oh, no. Uh, they, no one in Boston takes this shit well. And uh, I saw his responses on Twitter. Very agreeable. You, you got lucky. If you picked, say, the Funny Like a Clown podcast hosted by Dennis Wirth, uh, if you want another stuttering John, check that one out. I know you got your hands full. Uh, hey, get back to me. Goodbye. All right. I set that up as this is Dennis from Boston. In my notes, I have Dennis Worth from Boston would be a new stuttering John if we did his show. So I don't know if that was Dennis trying to get us to do his show, which is very possible, or if this guy just knows that that guy sucks, has no sense of humor, and wants to start another war. But either way, I like that he said... that's Dennis. That's probably Dennis. I agree. Because it was very goofy. (laughs) He sounded kind of clownish. Either way, I like that he said, instead of uh, call me back, was get back to me. (laughs) He kind of changed the whole... All right. This is... So, the only thing sadder than do you want to be on my podcast is do you want me on your podcast? Yeah. Desperately begging. Yes. This is true. And we, we do get that a lot. But, again, I appreciate that people put themselves out there and say, review my podcast. Because it shows you have a good sense of humor. And you can take a beating. So, that's good. I have to play this one because I was playing this... I was playing these voicemails last night with my wife and... We loved this one. We were both cracking up. It's my favorite. Carl. Hey, man. You know the reason I listen to WATP? Because I fucking hate myself, and I love you screaming in my ear because it reminds me of my fucked up childhood. As for psychiatric medications, I'm on every SSRI every scientist has ever made. My brain is smooth like a balloon. Call me back, baby. I've never heard that term before. My brain is smooth like a balloon, and I love it. I've never, I've never heard a brain described like that before. But it sounds bad. It sounds like a negative thing that would happen to you from drugs. Sounds happy. He does sound happy. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's on every SSRI it's ever been invented. This is a person who loves our old theme song but does not know the lyrics. So these podcasts. W-A-T-P. Who are these podcasts? I don't know the lyrics. Who are these podcasts? Oh. Hey, Carl, that's Uh, I just want to say, can you upload twice a week, man? I'm getting kind of bored just doing my commute to work. Uh, I want more content. More, more Carl. More, more Kaya. More Doug. More, more, uh, more Opie, man. Oh, come on, give me something to work here with. Give me all, all fucking hot and dry, man. Where's my lube, man? Marco. So. Have a good day, man. <laughs> yeah. He wants more Kaya. Always leave them wanting more, Carl. That's true. Don't give them anything. I think it's funny that guy goes, I want more Kaya, more Doug, more Opie. He put you three in the <laughs> same category. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, yeah, shit. Whoops. (laughs) So we did this podcast called the Tinfoil Hat 
podcast with Sam Tripoli a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Loved it. I loved yeah. it. I loved this show. And they talk about lizard people. And this person makes an interesting observation. Hey, Carl, I was just listening and I heard Kevin talking about how lizard people pronounce things. They don't actually pronounce their S's weird. They can't pronounce their L's. So they'll say things like exact G. <laughs> All right. Uh, you should be careful about that. Ugh. You know what I haven't talked about? I haven't played any clips from our friend Seamus McKillian, a.k.a. Todd, a.k.a. Patrick Michael. Mm-hmm. I've been told that the guy's unstable and we probably shouldn't make fun of him anymore. But yeah. I believe he left us a voicemail. And, Kai, I'll let you be the judge of uh, who you think this is. I'm pretty sure that's Seamus. So, Seamus, buddy, you're on the show again. Nice job. You did it. <laughs> Poor guy. Okay. I'm serious. That guy's, I don't know. He's going to do something to someone. Drown his kids. Yeah. In a bathtub. Yeah. Like. And honestly, when I am brought into court for that, my defense is, I don't even know if he knows who I am. I had nothing to do with this, Your Honor. <laughs> Did he leave you a voicemail? That could have been anyone screaming new metal lyrics into my voicemail. I don't know. I want nothing. To do, I want nothing to do with that. Um, all right, so this is exciting. There's this guy named, I believe it's Rice, from uh, or Reese from Australia, and he is a huge official podcast fan, and he called into the show. G'day, Carl. It's Reese from Australia. Just wanted to say I love the show. I've been listening for a while. I used to listen to the official podcast for about two years. Uh, and then I finally branched out and extended my horizons and listened to you guys after you roasted them. And I've got to say I love the show. Um, Kai and Darby are definitely my favorite host you've had on. Um, love you and Jen from the Jingles Department. You guys are cute. And, uh, yeah, keep up the great Aww. work. Aww. Before I go, I just wanted to bag my friend. He's Scottish and he sucks his dad off. So here we go. Oh, Craig, fuck daddy's Loch Ness Monster, Craig. Oh, yeah. I'm autistic. Bye. So that's Reese. He's autistic. And I was emailing with him back and forth. It's his 25th birthday coming up, or maybe it just happened. And he's very excited to be on the show when Kaya is on the show because he's a huge official podcast fan. Well, that was a very sweet voicemail. It was. Very positive. So... Uh, Sickeningly sweet. Leave Carl a five-star review. Yeah, please. Although he probably has. I just never look at the Australian reviews, so that's probably my problem. He calls back again, and I think he might have the wrong number this time. He's probably he's probably calling every podcast he does. Oh, mate, listen here. I've got a bone to pick with you, all right? I live in Melbourne, and you always call it Melbourne. It's fucking Melbourne, you uncultured swine. Anyway, see you, bro. I don't think I've ever talked about Melbourne, Australia in my life. Have I? Melbourne? Really? I mean, I, I would pronounce it Melbourne. I'm sure I would, because that's how it's written. But I don't know that I've ever talked about yeah. that. So I think he's talking to someone else. I could be wrong. Fuck, I'm so sick of this accent today. <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's... Podcast especially. <laughs> Enough. It's too much. Learn English. All right, let's get... I managed. Let's get back to... <laughs> 
what we're both used to, Kaya, and that is prepubescent children who enjoy our shows. Hey, Carl. It's Vic, your favorite little boy. Um, I, I walked in on my coworker the other week listening to Why Won't You Date Me? Uh, if you can't remember, since you're so fucking old and senile, it's that podcast to the two cows <laughs> uh, suckling each other's teeth um, and wondering why they're fat. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable that I work with someone so fucking retarded. Uh, if you're wondering oh, can't say that. who listens <laughs> Don't to, say the R word. Uh, two fat bitches just talking, it's like married women who've, you know, been with their husband or whatever for like fucking 10 years. Uh, they're not really going anywhere. Like, fuck, dude. It's, it's, Utterly disgusting. <laughs> Have a good one. So what, what the your... fuck was that? I don't end? know. I, a robot. <laughs> a robot. Like beater. someone stuck a finger up her ass towards the end there. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, oh, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> All right. What is that? So you agree that that is a female who's calling in? Oh right? yeah. I mean. That's what I gotta assume because prepubescent boys don't have coworkers. coworkers. Uh, it makes, yeah. That does make sense, but uh, WATP doesn't have female listeners, so I'm very confused on what's going on. I'm not sure what's up. Okay, so what is the? That's a nice little tangent here. What, what's the percentage of your female viewers? Because for us on the official podcast is, I think it's like three or four percent. Yeah. Turns out if you talk about Dixon farting all day. Women are really are they aren't they aren't interested in that. I can only judge it by I haven't looked at any of the data. I can only judge it by the people who reach out to the show, and I get obviously mm. tweets and emails and you know, people on the Reddit and things. I would say I can count on one hand how many females have called in or emailed me, and every time I always write them back like, "Holy shit, is your name really Mary? Is this?" Is this true? Or... <laughs> like yeah. a creep? Yeah, I'm always, I'm always like impressed by, but I'm not even being creepy. I'm just impressed. Like, do you like the show? Really? That's bizarre. Are you sure? <laughs> you have boobies? <laughs> really? <laughs> now, I, now I feel like an asshole. Uh... Yeah, I, I got to imagine yeah, uh... it's less than five percent. I would imagine, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's probably because every single podcast that women would like, you shit on. <laughs> That's true. So, that is very um, true. Yeah, I missed. I missed the chick's name, but look, with your coworker, when he leaves his desk, open up his Spotify or his browser, and get the <laughs> WATP episode yes. of "Why Won't You Date Us?" and just leave it open. <laughs> don't tell him. Just see what happens. Yeah, someone on the Discord was saying, ah, oh, man, somebody just reached out to me and said I should listen to my brother, my brother and me, and I don't know what to say to him. I was like, just send them the link to WATP reviewing it. That's always the answer. When somebody suggests a podcast that sucks, just go, oh, really? Okay, that sounds neat. Did you hear this? And just send it over to him. Um, this is Alex so, Jones. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Quick inside story. So yeah. you did the cold ones. Yeah. And on the official podcast, we have we're we're in talks with some pretty famous people, whether or not they want to get on the show. We're in talks with their managers to set some dates. 
and this would have been next month or or the month after. And so we're discussing it, you know, me and Jackson, we would have to fly in from Germany and Australia, respectively. And so they tell us, you know, one of the people we, we might film with or be in the studio with are the cold ones. And yeah. all I could think is, I'm not flying for that. <laughs> it's not worth... <laughs> how is this that is show so... This hour flight. Kaya, how is that show so popular? It's un listenable it's so terrible these guys have nothing to say they're not interesting in any single way they just sound like idiots <sighs> so the the deal was in this single week we we're gonna be recording with two very famous people actual stars not fucking youtubers yeah and maybe the cold ones will drop by as well so those famous people haven't confirmed yet so i went well I'm not buying a ticket just for the promise of the cold ones. Right. <laughs> it's not happening. I don't care. We can just Skype. It's good enough. So, so that, that's a funny little thing I just remembered. That's the difference between me and you is because you're saying we our show has a ton of listeners and viewers. We don't need the cold ones. Those guys suck. Whereas I would say I will fly to Australia tomorrow to be on the cold ones because <laughs> <laughs> that video will be seen by 2 million people on YouTube within the first week. So I don't even care. I'm, I'm in. If the cold ones want me, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to sound like a jerk. It's not because I think we're bigger than them or anything. I mean, they're huge. They're huge. They're much bigger than us. Yeah, they're big. We they're would definitely be able to. It just me personally, I'm not interested in. I only want to talk to people that I like. On a personal level, I don't give a shit how many viewers they have. I have a fear of flying too. I'm not gonna sit in a fucking play for 16 hours being unable to shit, use the bathroom, <laughs> just so I can meet a bunch of Fortnite streamers. It's just not gonna happen. That's a very healthy way to live. And actually, now I think about it, you could get on a show with a ton of listeners. It doesn't mean that they're gonna give a shit about you or your show. When I go on Anthony or the Chip Chipperson podcast, it's because I know that I talk about things that their listeners would be interested in. If I was to go on the cold mm. ones, I would have, I don't know, six new listeners out of the millions of people who listen to that <laughs> show. It wouldn't make a fucking dent in anything. It wouldn't matter. It's a good point. Right. They don't stick around. It's, that's the other thing that people don't understand about having famous guests on. Is, yeah. Which we do on the official podcast is every week we would have on some famous YouTuber. But what happens is their fans tune in. And then that's it. They only tune in for that yeah. guest's episode because it's their favorite YouTuber. Oh, like if you're a big Bill Burr fan, you're going to tune into Joe Rogan's latest episode, but that doesn't mean you're going to check out all the other Joe Rogan episodes. Maybe you don't give a shit about that bald motherfucker. Right? No, as, as soon as Maybe he's talking to for Bill Burr, as soon as he's talking to Eddie Bravo about the flat earth, you're like, all right, well, I don't need to hear this. I just want to hear what Bill Burr had to say. <laughs> right. Although me personally, I would totally tune into that. Oh, it's amazing. Fuck, just on your recommendation, I tuned into the tinfoil hat one. It's uh, great. Watch the Alex Jones episode. Great fucking episode. Oh, it's so great. I love those guys. And I was telling my wife last yeah, night, yeah. she was getting upset with me because someone suggested Owen Benjamin. <laughs> you know who Owen Benjamin is? Yeah, kind of. So his whole thing now. Heard is it that, once or twice. His thing is that the moon doesn't exist. 
And he goes on these long, <laughs> yes, I know. He goes on these long explanations of why the moon doesn't exist. And he's bringing up some points. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I'm trying to explain to my wife, I'm like, he brought up some interesting points. And then she's like, what are you, a fucking idiot? But I'm just saying, it's an interesting point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah. Just sounded interesting to me. I don't think Owen Benjamin has all the answers. She's like, who is this guy? Like a uh, astrophysicist? I'm like, no, he's a comedian who plays piano. All right, then why are you listening to him? I don't know. I don't know. Someone suggested it. I'm just checking it out. <sighs> this is a weird, weird world we live in. This is Alex Jones calling in to the show. Hey, Carl. This is Alex Jones. This is how I talk. Hey, uh, I was listening to your show. See if there was any Illuminati influence. And I uh, heard a guy calling in at the end of last week. He said that geoengineering is the new term. Well, that's the term. That the globalists want you to use because the way we found out about the chemtrails, and they said, oh no, that's the thing as the chemtrails. You just don't pay attention to the chemtrails. And then when we found out about the chemtrails, I have the documents that the CIA and the FBI and the NSA have been working together to get the chemtrails, and now they say, oh, it's geoengineering, it's scientific. Anyway, you're, you're, you're doing some good work. You know, I, I, I listen to you and I feel a sense of pride. Being an American, so call me back. Not a bad impression. Yeah. I mean, Crow's talking as his normal self sounds more like Alex Jones, but whatever. All right, last voicemail I have to play. It's more the content. Alex Jones' impressions, the thing is, he is the only one who can really gain momentum like Alex Jones. Everyone can do an Alex Jones voice, but it's another thing to ramble on for a literal uninterrupted 10 minutes with a single second of a pause, like Alex Jones, that's his skill. That's why he's so fun to listen to. He doesn't falter ever. Right. Never stutters. You're right. He never falters. He's always on to the next thing because he probably has in his mind 20 tracks he can go on at any given time. And he just follows one of them. And it just continues to splinter off, splinter off, splinter off so that he can just be talking about crazy nonsense for 60 minutes without interruption. No problem. No, I was just going to say, it's like sometimes he doesn't even breathe. Right. It feels like almost. This is, that's talent. He can improvise like a, like Alex Jones. That's <laughs> his niche. I still love when Croge and I did the Alex Jones podcast on WATP. And he and I both committed to it. We listened to an entire week's worth of episodes of Alex Jones to really understand what this guy <laughs> is all about. And the best part about Alex Jones is not him ranting about the Illuminati or the left or the Democrats or the globalists or all these different entities that are out to destroy you. It's when he talks about his products. When he goes on, this is where he gets really passionate. He'll go on for, he'll be like, and the globalists, they're going to take over the world. And by the way, if you want to use the best toothpaste you'll ever use, it's for your family. It'll change your future. It'll change your health. You'll be the greatest human being to ever exist when you use this toothpaste. You're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? I thought we were talking about... Real things, and they're trying to shill toothpaste to me. Is this that important? <laughs> it's it's fucking toothpaste. So great. Yeah, it's fucking to- fluoride free toothpaste that'll yeah. shield you from radiation, and air filters, <laughs> and bunker bunker doors, and the yo your bunker is never complete without these fucking aluminum hinges and these platinum door locks. It's, okay, <laughs> this is this is a very interesting niche he's found and. He's just the number one man. Nobody could fill those boots. This is the toothpaste the globalists don't want you to know about. Like, uh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'd allow it to be at Walmart. It's not that big a deal. 
Pat TBG in Discord says, did you get my email about the Doug Stanhope ISO? I did. I didn't have time to get to it. It sounds like it'd be perfect for our show. And I promise to check that out. All right, here's the last voicemail I want to play. You know, Carl, just when I think your show is getting better and you're starting to learn from some of these other podcasts, <laughs> you go and you take a piss on your podcast and you forget to bring the microphone with you. Yeah, I have not learned from Opie. I'm supposed to bring the microphone with me. I Did I mm-hmm. take a pee break and leave that on the show last week? Did I say I would? I couldn't tell if that was someone from the Discord who heard me say I'm going to take a pee or if I left it on the show last week. I couldn't remember. Either no, way. you left in you saying you were going to pee, but oh, not the actual break itself. Oh, look at you me. You just announced it and then it cut. Oh, I'm being one of those guys now. <laughs> that's good. that's another thing where I say, "Oh, I'm going to take that out in post. I I need to stop. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to take a break. Like that. Don't you don't have to leave that in. That's not entertaining for anyone." Right. Uh, and then you actually take out things that you could have left in that are cute like your cat. Yeah, fuck that. My stupid cat wants to get on the show so badly. Fuck she you. never will. She <laughs> never will. <laughs> oh, that's great. Kaya, I've had a blast talking with mm. you today. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this. Yeah, me too. I'm just calling to say that this week's episode of OP Radio was by far the best episode of OP Radio ever. And I challenge you to dispute that. <laughs> 